Podcast episode eleven, come to Papa. I'm your host Ryan. I'm Chuck, and uh, welcome back, guys. It's uh, been some time since Chuck and I've been able to get together to actually record. And yeah, no shit, we've been we've been busy. But uh, you know, very busy. Hopefully, that uh, blooper episode kind of tied you guys over for a little while. Yeah, about that fucking blooper episode, <laughs> here, buddy. What about it? Uh, well, the intro I liked. <laughs> okay, that was nice. You liked caught it? me off guard. Yeah. Little little nice. Little my little pony fan in you. Truly outrageous. <laughs> there, it was nice. Okay. The whole Chuck suck it part I did not go over well. That was my personal favorite. <laughs> I, I sensed a hidden message there somewhere. No, there's no hidden message to it. It wasn't hit. Yeah, it wasn't hit at all. And there's no like other meaning to it. Either. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, it just hey, suck it. Right. And about your number one GI Joe Flint. Yeah, you're wrong. No, I'm not. We could do the whole show about you being fucking wrong about that. Or we could do the whole show about you being wrong about it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You're out. You're with me on his manacore. He's fucking wrong, and you know it. It's okay. Uh, I think we got uh, Wolfman Z's on my side. Yeah, he's wrong too. No, he's not. Yes, he is. They, I, I know him. He's they wrong. didn't put they didn't, <laughs> they didn't put Duke against Zartan in that one statue. They put Flint against Zartan because Flint's going to die. He, Zartan needed to kill somebody. No, it's because those two would put up a good battle. Duke would just die. Well, again, it's it's a lesser character Flynn and a lesser character Zartan. It's not Duke and Cobra Command. Dude, they're not lesser characters. They were my number ones on both categories. They're like B-listers. Are you going to buy that thing? You, are you? Re- I, th- <laughs> I thought about it. Yeah, you probably should. Though. It looks pretty sweet. It's kind of expensive. Those statues are. Yeah, I know, but you got to admit that looks sweet. It does. It does. Look Honestly, sweet. it does look good. But yeah, no. Don't get me started collecting statues. You got me fucking <laughs> collecting comic books out of my mind. Yeah, now. He, here's oh little, my god. Here's a little interesting thing. Chuck's been reintroduced to other comics besides the ones we cover for the show because of me. Yeah, normally what it was was I was just reading the basic GI Joe comic, Transformer comic, and that was it pretty right. much. Every Maybe once in a while, occasional Spider Man. Every once in a while, I go to Spider Man. But that was pretty much it. Right. That was now you're reading it. Avengers. Yeah. You're reading Green Arrow. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Fuck, it's good. What else are you? Batgirl. Batgirl, you're reading? That's phenomenal read. I just gave you a Daredevil trade, and I'm not even a Daredevil fan, but I loved it so much, I was like, here, you What's need to read What's it called? This. I've thumbed through it twice, but I haven't started reading it. Um, it's before the... Uh, it's before Shadowland. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the title of it is, because I don't have it, but... Yeah, it's it looks pretty good. You as have well. it right now, so. He's fighting ninjas, so it's yeah. not bad. No, it's not bad and at all. And they're called the, the Red Hand? No, just the Hand. The Hand, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And the hand's been around for a long time. Yeah, the hand ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're good. <laughs> yeah. The so, hand jobs. The hand jobs, right. right. It's <laughs> like James Bond knows that little guy, hand job, get over here. Right. <laughs> but uh no, it's it it's a it, great read. Yeah, it fucking look good. Um, um I'm getting the new Batman once it comes back out. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Although so Grant much. Morrison's doing some of it, so not not so thrilled about that. But yeah. I, I ordered a, a Batman trade. Right. Laughing joke, killing joke. Killing joke. Yeah. Which, you know, is that one, to me, that's one of those... That one's probably in my top ten, uh, along with some other ones I've mentioned you, should be in the yeah. top ten of... Like, if you're reading comics at all of DC and Marvel, you need... The Killing Joke's one of those you have to read. Well, I, I, I saw a couple things online, and, and with you and watching, you know, ETM show, Exploring the Multiverse, 
they do a lot of different things about a lot of different comics, right. and it's wanting me to get so many of these fucking trades and just read them because they sound phenomenal, and I, and I like a good story, and I love Capes and Cows, so that's right up my alley. Right. Like that. But I, the whole thing about that trade I'm getting, the laughing joke is... Uh, the killing Joker, joke. The killing joke, I'm sorry. Joker shoots... Barbara. Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. Oh, yeah. And then she becomes the she Oracle. She becomes Oracle, right. Right, right. So with Stephanie Brown taking over as Batgirl, getting her orders from Barbara Gordon, it's Oracle. Right. I thought it would be nice just to go back and read that, yeah. just to get a little back history on that. Yeah. So that's why I picked that and one. And there's a lot more disturbing things that happen in that issue, too. I'll find out that, once it comes. That, that's that's, that's real, in the DCBS yeah, order, yeah. There's some really impactful things. So my happen. DCBS order used to be like 12 15 bucks. I'm up to like almost 40, 40? Yeah. yeah, thanks. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> And the vice versa, like we were talking earlier, uh, I was mostly the action figure guy, and I'm getting away from the action figures, blowing my money on the comic books, and you're kind of like cutting a few books here and there and buying more action figures, so it's right. like, it, we're rubbing off on each other. A, I don't want to rub off on you. We're rubbing. <laughs> oh, come we're we're, we're kind of like the yin-yang. The yin-yang, It's like, yang, when yeah. you start going towards the stories, I have to go towards the action yeah. figures. But, uh, well, and part of the reason why is because I mentioned to you... I have most of these traits. I have most of these issues. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really need to collect the stories anymore. You should open that uh, library you got there and take a picture of it and put it on your thing. <laughs> I should. I really should. Just, just a big yeah. photo homage of, of everything. Of all the trades I have, yeah. Oh, my God. This, this dude has an extra closet in his house filled with nothing but books. I do. I do. I'm, I'm not kidding you not. It's books. Um, it's like walking into a mini library if your town's like, I don't know, three, 400 people. Right. It's a mini library. I it is. Not. I I agree. I'm not going to argue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what have you been up to? It's been a while. Yeah, well, hey, um, a lot. <laughs> first of all, I wanted to, uh, again, this is the first time publicly, uh, and we've done it on Facebook, but yeah. uh, congratulate Wolfman Z on his new baby, baby right. Sophia, so yep. I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah, definitely congratulations uh, on that. Welcome to the world, honey. It's, it's a fucked up place. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's a fun ride. It's a fun ride, yeah. Again, like you said, the Green Arrow stuff, you gave me a couple of that. I'm right. reading that. It's going good. We should get the next issue three yeah. in the DCBS source, so I'm going to read that before I give it back to you. That's fine. I did some work on the house. I uh, got some painting going on. Okay. did that. Put a new tub surround in. Got that going now on. Now that I'm actually able to be mobile again, I'm starting to, cl- <laughs> starting to clean up the front of the house because I'm, yeah. re- I'm redoing the entire front of the house as far as the landscaping. Yeah. And then the whole... I saw a little bit of mulch down. Yeah. So it looked look good. Yeah. So it looked better once you finish it. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. Yeah, me too. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a process. Yeah. Everything. If you own a house, guys, if you know what you're talking about, it's there's always something fucking to do. Yeah. How's the wife doing? She's recovering. Uh, she had some surgery. Right. Uh, she had a little issue there, so uh, I'll just say she had a hysterectomy. Okay. So I didn't. I, 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 didn't, I didn't say I it last episode because I felt I that, that's your place. That's fine. Uh, so it was. It wasn't medically. It wasn't you know uh, cosmetic or anything like that. So she had the hysterectomy. She's doing very well. Um, recovering very nicely. It's very sore. Hard to move around. So what actually happened this week? It's actually Wednesday, the twenty fifth. Uh, Sunday. I actually drove her and the kids to Toledo right. to uh, her her dad's house. Okay, right. Uh, to stay with her dad's stepmom while she they help out with the kids and recover. And daddy spoils the wife, mm-hmm. his daughter. Right. So that's what she wanted to do. So I'm like, that's fine. I have to work anyway. So I drove them up there Sunday, and I called her a while ago on the way here, and she might come home either Friday or Saturday. That'd be good. So I got the week to myself here, and I'm like, like a bachelor again. I know it's it's good. I'm loving it. I'm getting caught up on all the podcasts. Right. I'm listening to a lot of stuff. I'm downloading stuff. I'm reading comic books. 
I'm like on the net like a friggin' <laughs> all these things you can't, can't all these do. things I can't do. Yeah, <laughs> the TV doesn't go on. I don't really watch TV or it's in the background. Uh, for dinner last night, I had pizza rolls and Mountain Dew. That's the that's a great dinner. It's the dinner of choice. It's like the official right. Star Joe's meal. <laughs> pizza rolls, Tostino's pizza rolls, yeah. pepperoni. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mountain Dew. Pepperoni's the best one. It's the best one. So yeah. Uh, let's see. For me, oh one other thing okay. too. Um, not the well. Two, no, two. I that's guess. Fine. Uh, I seen a movie, Grown Ups. Okay. Uh, the Adam Sandler, Kevin right. James movie. It's pretty good. Pretty good. It's okay. Pretty good. Oh, and uh, rented Hot Tub Time, Time Machine. Machine. It's good, even though it's a Cusack movie. It's good. I like John Cusack, so and it's hit or miss. It's good. It, that's a good one. It's actually okay. good. Uh, but the Grown Up movie was pretty good. I saw that in the theater with a the wife. We had a date night, so that was pretty nice. Before Very cool. Surgery. And the biggest change, I guess, going on with me is I'm officially now on a budget. Yeah. You are. Yeah, I'm on a budget, guys. I flew too close to the sun and got burned. <laughs> so my spending got a little out of hand. It's I a, don't mind not, sharing it with yeah, everybody. It's not a bad budget, though. It's not a bad budget. It's not too bad. But my spending did get a little bit out of hand, and the wife wrangled me in here a little bit because I was spending too much stuff. I, would, I wasn't like, hey, we can't pay the light bill because I'm spending all this stuff. But right. it was it was getting out of hand, and I, I kind of agreed with it after I saw what I had done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to hang my head in shame. Uh now I'm on a forty dollar every two week budget. Yeah, so eighty dollars a month. Eighty bucks a month. It's not bad. That's for, good. It's actually quite quite nice. It works out well. Comic books and figures and whatever else I want to do with it. So that's my allowance. Yeah. You have to every time I get paid, I get two twenties. Yeah, you have to watch out what you do as far as the comics because, like you said, those are starting to creep up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, if anybody don't know, we've talked about it before, but we we ordered DCBS together and we right. put it together to save on the shipping and all that jazz. It's just. We read them together, so we pass them around. And, and it's ridiculous what you have to pay in the local comic book shops. Now, I still go to my local We still comic go and support them and right. you know, hang but, out there. But only pick up like a couple issues. That or we may like have that. missed or something new that's come out that we didn't really check right. on. Or I'll read something at Ryan's and I'm like, fuck, that was good. Now i got to go get it. Right. And this is what happened with the uh, the Spider-Man. Now I'm back onto that. I'm stuck in that one. Right. One so, moment in time. One moment in time. Yeah, I got the first, the second, and then the third issues, and I read them, and oh my God, they're phenomenal. Yeah. you got to read them. we got to talk about it. Yeah. But I went to go buy two of the issues, and it's like three fucking 99 So the dude, at, I had, it's like eight sixty for two issues. Right, with tax and everything. Yeah, yeah. tax out the door. It's eight sixty, and I'm like... For two issues. And, I, and my first response back to the dude was... Are you kidding? <laughs> Eight sixty because through DCBS you get them so much cheaper. It's like instead of three ninety nine, was it like two fifty? Yeah, two fifty nine, fifty eight, something yeah. like that. It's it's ridiculous how much yeah, money it, we save. Yeah, it would be more like five bucks instead of eight bucks. Yeah, it's so much money we save doing this. Uh, if yeah. you guys aren't doing this, you guys are wasting your money. Right. Now, if you're only getting like ten issues, it's probably not worth it because you have to pay for the shipping also. Yeah, because there's a flat rate shipping. Of right, five ninety five. Yeah. yeah. And we get it twice, so yeah. For us, you can do it once a month, but we do it twice a month. And the only problem is you you wait like an extra maybe close to a week before yeah. you get your issues. Well, you wait a week for that week that no shipments going out. You can yeah. get them weekly if you want them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, but can, you would pay shipping right. every week. So yeah. you can get them like the day after. So like we get them on Thursday. Yeah, we get them every Thursday. You would get you would just get the issues that came out that Wednesday on yeah. Thursday. So we get them like twice a month, every two weeks, every Thursday. So you're just missing like one week. Yeah. You're never really behind. We're not behind. Yeah. You're just behind a week sometimes. Right. Sometimes. Sometimes you're right on time. Sometimes you're right on time. Right. So. Um, let's see, for but me... Yeah, that's, that's pretty much me. That's yeah. what's going on. For me, uh, I mentioned the last episode, what's been going on with me. I have the yeah, surgery that, coming up in September. Tattoo removed off your back? No, it's not a tattoo. 
<laughs> spank me, Chewbacca. No, not spank me, Chewbacca. Uh, one of they our, used to say spank me, Chewbacca. Now no. it says spank me, Chewy. Because <laughs> no. half of it got removed, right? One of our coworkers made that comment. That's no, so hilarious. No, that's not not what it was. Spank um, me, Chewbacca. I I spit I, I spit pop out when he said that. It was hilarious. <laughs> I had I had enough. I went into enough detail the last, the blooper episode. It was pretty gross. I don't want to gross anyone out. <laughs> I was eating my pizza rolls listening to that. Yeah, well, you know. I love that picture you found, by the way, for the uh, the ad at Walker in the Snow. Oh, yeah. little scene. Yeah. It's like, I thought Starfighter mail you that? What's going on with it? It's great. <laughs> it looked like something Starfighter would do. I know. You set that up. I'm like, I thought he lived in Oklahoma. Does it snow there? I don't nah, even know. Just something I found. I was like, oh, this looks like this something we'd be in uh, the Star Wars blooper. Like, they were using miniatures. Yeah, I forgot yeah. the house was in the Hey, there's a house in the back. <laughs> So um, well, it was good. So yeah. So uh, the only thing, as far as comics wise, that I wanted to mention that I'm reading is I am. I just started. I read the first issue of Artifacts, which is the Top Cow crossover mm-hmm. story. Yeah. I have never read Top Cow before. I got the Darkness Omnibus for Christmas, but I still haven't cracked it open to start reading it because it's a huge ass book. So I've never read. Is it a book? It, no, it's a giant omnibus trade paperback. Okay. Right. So, graphic novel. Graphic novel. Not a book. But a gigantic one. Okay. Cool. Um, it's like three inches thick. Nice. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 right anyways, so I only know, I know of which blade and I know of the darkness. I know which blade's hot. Right. And that's really all I know. Yeah. I didn't, well, I got the first issue, uh, free comic book day. That guy ran out of stuff. So he started putting that kind of stuff out. Of which blade. Yeah. And I got like the first issue of it. So I've yeah. got that if you want to eh, read it. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, I did. I didn't even know what her real name was. I didn't know what the darkness's real name was. I'll bring like, it to you. Well, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. yeah but they, uh, but you can actually pick up artifacts number one, not knowing anything, and it's a great read. And the great thing is, in the back, they give you a two issue, uh, two page spread of Witchblade in the first issue, and gives you her whole origin. Cool. And then the pa- two pages after that, they give you a little synopsis on each character that appeared in that issue. So if the character appeared in that issue, they give you a brief little one-paragraph synopsis to let you know who this character is and what they've done up to this point. So this way you can kind of get to know who these characters are. And they said they're going to do that in every issue of Artifacts. Well, that's good. So this way, if you've never read any of the top card yeah, characters, yeah. you can start to get to know them. And get see a little brief bio yeah, of everyone. And see, if you so want nice. to, and see if you want to be reading them. Yeah. So, and the story was amazing. Is that one of the ones you could check out with the digital comics? No, not Artifacts. Not Artifacts? But di- my digital comics, you can check out the Witchblade number one. Okay. You can also check out Witchblade number 80. Because are they free or are they like they're a free. dollar? No, they're free. Okay. So give it, give it the address again. It's uh, mydigitalcomics.com. Yeah, go and, there and you can. Some of them are free, and you can just check out like one issue for and you free can download to a, see if you like it. Yeah, you can download a PDF of them. Yeah, we're not this, sponsored by these guys no. either, so it's just like yeah. we just want to pass the the knowledge on to you guys because if it's free and you want to read it, it's right there. It's right there. It's free. Don't don't waste and your you money get on to, it. And you get to keep it because it's a PDF. You don't need like a special reader to read them. Right, or right. Like that. No program you have to download. So yeah, so I just downloaded the actual comic and it's. Cool, and I only download the free ones. I right. Mean, Some of them, yeah. there's like a dollar or something you pay yeah. for, but just just try out the free ones. If you like it, then it's something that you can read. Right. They continue to buy yeah. and support it. Now, they don't have the Marvel or DC in there. But Not they, the big two. Yeah. But they do have like Top Cow. They do have a lot of independent people. And there's a lot of stuff, like I said, that's free. That I think like, Boom Studios are there. Um, might be. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things I was like, well, I'll check it out and... Yeah, a lot of independent guys, they put their stuff on there to get you hooked. Like, exactly. So then you'd like it and then you could buy more. Exactly. So, Oh, and you're, you're reading too. I wanted to share with it because I like it and I think about right. I thought about getting it, but I'll just read your issues and sure. maybe it comes on trade. Sure. Was a Darkwing Duck. Oh, yeah. Love Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Um, well, that's by Boom Studios. Yeah. I, I picked it up because I saw it at the comic shop. Yeah. And I was like, well, I love Darkwing Duck. 
as a cartoon. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. And I was... So honestly, I, honestly, I would have picked it up, too, if I saw issue one, but I, I saw yeah. issue two. So I didn't pick that up. I picked up uh, the first issue of the Smurfs. Okay. They're coming in comic back again, comic books again, so that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I picked up Darkwing Duck, picked it up, just kind of looked through it, and the art is looks just like the cartoon. Yeah, it looks like the cartoon they put on the page. Yeah, and then when I read it, the story... But it's not like cutting the cartoon cells out and putting no. it on. It's, it's good. It's original. It can stand alone by a book. Yeah, it's yeah. original art. The story reminds me exactly the cartoon also. Yeah, it's good, yeah. So I'm enjoying it. It's That's one of those fun reads that it's like, this is a, maybe a guilty pleasure or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's just It's fun. like an Archie comic. It's yeah. something fun to read. But it's fun, yeah. Sometimes I do that with like a Scooby-Doo or something. So, uh, all right. Well, that's the comic books we don't cover. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's get into some of our listeners' uh, information and everything else. Let's go into the uh, Jedi Holocron. Yeah. All right, Chuck. Uh, well, since it's been some time, we have yeah, some, I we haven't have some... seen OU812 in a long time. Yeah. How you been, buddy? Okay, good. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the man of few words. He is. He is. The man of few words. And not very kind words, usually. Not to you. <laughs> not, not to you. Not really to anyone. <laughs> you have an understanding. So, anyways. I don't get in his way, you don't kill me. Yeah, but he still doesn't like it, trust me. I follow him on Twitter, though. I, yeah. I'm a Twitter follower. You should should follow him on Twitter. So anyways, there's some updates as far as some questions from some listeners. Okay. Not a whole lot. And also... <laughs> Did you guys go away? Are you guys dead? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> no. That wasn't one of the questions. Well, are, you, are you guys really coming back? Don't threaten us. Yeah. <laughs> Please say no. So uh, just a few new countries and then a couple questions. So uh, new forum poster, uh, Mosby. Yeah, Mosby. Uh, M-O-Z-B-E, I think it was spelled. Welcome, um, my friend. I don't know if it's for Ted Mosby. I don't know if you know who that is. Ted Knight? No. no. Ted Mosby is a character on How I Met Your Mother. He's the main character. Oh. Uh, he's the architect yeah, and everything I, else. Yeah, I, I don't watch that show. It's a great show. I've watched a couple episodes of it. I'm not... It's hilarious. I like the other show better. You like Big the Bang Theory? Big Bang Theory, yeah. I love that, too. That is a good show. But How I Met Your Mother is awesome, too. I like the Doogie Howser guy on there. You, yeah, Barney. Barney. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With Neil, Pat- with Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. Harris. Yeah, yeah, he does a lot of cartoon voices too. Oh yeah, yeah. he's actually going to be in uh, the video game Spider-Man: Shattered Dimensions. I heard that he's going to be the Spider-Man. He's uh, going to be the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be that version. And they got other Spider-Mans from previous Spider-Man cartoons yeah. to voice the other ones. Other ones. Yeah, so that's going to be yeah, cool. But yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing Neil Patrick Harris because I loved him as Nightwing in the Under the Red Hood. Right, right. So that was pretty cool. Which we both love. That movie it was good. Absolutely, yeah. That's the best DC one that's been done. So far, in our opinion. That's, yeah. that's the tops. Absolutely. And before that was Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Surprisingly. And yeah, surprisingly. And I'm not the biggest Wonder Woman fan, but that movie kicked ass. Neither am I, but that yeah, the movie was awesome. So... All right. I can't wait for the other one to come out too. Not to cut you off. No, I know the uh, apocalypse. You, you always cut me off, so it doesn't no matter. No shit, right? <laughs> well, it's apocalypse, right? Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. with, with Supergirl. It, introduction to Supergirl. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, it's gonna be the pretty previews, sweet. You can check that out. Yeah, go to your preview site of choice and check that out. It's, it's gonna be it's sweet. Good. It's gonna be sweet. I can't wait for that. The fall, right? Yes, this fall, November. I think. I can't wait. So um, Turkey and Supergirl. Yeah. Uh, also, an update as far as just some information about when things are coming out or, or whatever. The whole IDW Transformers Collection Volume 1. Yeah. I found out what happened with that. What happened? I contacted uh, DCBS because that's where I ordered it from. Did you shake somebody down? And Well, no, I just asked them, hey, what happened? Because I ordered it. <laughs> His email started, what the fuck? <laughs> right. And they basically said that they found out only a week before my email uh, was sent to them 
that Diamond canceled the order completely. Bitches. And they don't know what happened. They're working with them. They're talking to them. They're supposed to... They said, if we get it in... Yeah. Hey, we priced us too low, so fuck it. Yeah. Uh, so if they said, if we get it in, we'll still put it with your order. I said, told them, don't worry about it. I'll get it through a different channel. It wasn't their fault. I'm not mad at DCBS. Yeah. But but I was like... It's Diamond we're pissed at. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which a lot of people are sure, pissed yeah. at Diamond. But anyway, well, a lot of people wanted it. Yeah. Well, so then, to let you guys know where you can get it at is through Amazon.com. And you can still get it for a discount at Amazon.com. It's like about $33, $35, something like that. Okay. Normal cover price is $50. That's not bad, then. Uh, 15%. Originally, Amazon, when I first was noticing on them, the reason I was mentioning to get it on DCBS was Amazon was listing it as it'll ship within two to four months. Yikes. And I was like, I don't want to wait two to four months. Well, now they have it listed that it'll ship one within one to four weeks. Oh, so about a month. Yeah, yeah a month at month. the longest. Yeah, so it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Just in time for the holidays. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's probably when you'll get it too. Exactly. Yeah, no shit. But yeah, so you can still get it. Go to Amazon. You can get it at a lower price than the cover price. So that's why I'm mentioning it's Amazon. It's still available cheaper yeah. than. So uh, some new countries yeah. that are listening to us or where we have listeners, uh, China. Hey, all right. Yeah, we're finally in China. We broke, we broke the wall. One of the yeah, one of the biggest countries out there, and they the finally let us in. Biggest. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, the biggest. The biggest. I, I, I just like to put other countries in there with the big, the you know, biggest, the biggest, one of the biggest. <laughs> Let's yeah, see. McDonald's is in China. Yeah, yeah. So, we're it's good. Global. It's good stuff. We're global. Yeah, we're right there with McDonald's. Right there with Ronald. <laughs> we might be a notch below. Uh, Spain. Hey, all right, cool. España. Chile. Nice. So we went from Brazil over to Chile. Yeah. And, and then and we determined watching the Masters of the Universe episode, we both kind of like chilies. Yeah, we like chilies. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Thailand. Thailand. They make a lot of yeah. good toys, sure. Me love you long time. Yeah, Tuboku. Um, Soldier Boy. Tuboku. I'm not 100% sure that we mentioned this country before. I actually couldn't find it in some of our earlier podcasts, so I just want to mention it Could again. Could you find it on the globe? I could find it on the globe. I just couldn't find it if we mentioned it in an earlier podcast. Say? South Africa. Okay, hey, yeah. So, uh, awesome. Yeah. Maybe some so, missionaries doing some work over there. I don't that, think uh, that's right. somebody in a mud hut's listening to it. And then this is... God bless you, Yard <laughs> Walk. I don't know. What do I know? I think it's going to be a GI that's over there. Probably listening to us. Or a medical missionary or something right. like that. Or, He's listening to us, getting, you know, $5 one hour. Yeah, something like that. Hey, he can't buy comic books at his local little mud right. hut or something. So. Right. <laughs> so, anyways, now that we pissed off Thailand... Oh, uh, no, no, South Africa. Oh, South Africa, that's right. Yeah, we okay. pissed off South Africa. Let's piss off Thailand, too. <laughs> I think there's actually Coca-Cola now in South Africa. I think I saw a little thing on TV okay. about that. Welcome. Yeah. Coke and the Star Joes. It's they're, like America. They're breaking down the apartheid. Sure. Sure, why not? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. So, anyways, this isn't another country, yeah. but it's far enough away to be another country. <laughs> Mexico? <laughs> That is another country to ask. I know, I'm just joking with you. Alaska. We, yeah. actually, we actually have a listener up in Alaska. Nice. In Anchorage. That's, uh, that's the capital, right? Yeah. No, Juno. No, Juno's Juno. the capital, yeah. yeah. Anchorage, Anchorage is the largest city. The now. city, yeah. Yeah, so the, we have a listener up in Anchorage, Alaska. Welcome, my For, Alaskan friend. Right. So, All right, so now we got a couple questions. Yeah. Uh, one is from one of our coworkers who came over to me. We were talking. I told him about the podcast. He goes, okay, give, send me the website. I'll check it out. And I sent him the website, and I think he said something like three days. He listened to like all eighteen episodes. 
He has no time. <laughs> well, he's listened to them a lot of them at work. Or no life. Because he, he was able to listen at work. Okay. So he just listened to all of them at, a lot of them at work, and then he said he kind of finished up on the weekend. Okay. So, uh, but that's Andy. I'm not going to say his last name, yeah. but Andy, listen. You rock, Andy. Yeah, absolutely. Special shout out to Andy. So he com- he came over and that he says... Toy Story Andy? No. Did he sign Woody's... No. <laughs> no, different no. Andy. <laughs> We're going to call you Toy Story Andy. Okay, that's fine. That should be your name. When you register on the forums, register as Toy Story Andy. Well, he did go on our fan site on Facebook. Well, hell yeah, he did. So that was cool. Awesome. So he had a question. Welcome, Andy. And his question was when he came over to me at work and just asked me the question. Okay. So he said, Are you making this up? No. <laughs> this is a legitimate question. It's not on paper. You email him at work and t- ask him if he actually asked this question. All right, fuck it. I won't do it. I know you won't because you're lazy. I know. <laughs> so, I have stuff to do. So he's. You flying to You don't have shit to shit. do right now. I know. <laughs> so, anyways, he asked, again, I don't remember the exact wording, but basically the question was, what would you suggest for me to buy for my kid right now? Tacos. <laughs> Can I finish the fucking question? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Don't let your kid listen to this, Andy. We swear a lot. <laughs> we swear a lot. But tacos are good. Yeah. He says, what can I buy for my kid right now okay. as a toy yeah. that I could keep in the packaging, Ooh. put it away, and when he's, when he's like our age, 30, 35, that range... I could give it to him then, and it might actually be worth something. So he could still keep it in the... Oh. If, he could still keep it if he wants to. Okay. Or he could sell it and make some money off of it. It would be his choice at that time. I got two different things about that. I um, do, too. Number one, I thought would be... Um, just right off the top of my head here. Uh, maybe like a, a Masters of the Universe classic. Yeah. Because they're so you know, high demand right now. But right. it's not something from his childhood. He may not want it. Right. Why would he want a He-Man if he's like eight to ten but years old? But again, the idea could be to just to resell that. To resell it sure. when he's thirty, which would be like twenty, twenty-five years from now, or maybe that'd longer. be like Masters Universe, like fifty to fifty-five years, you know, something right. like that. But well, think about the Star Wars stuff that was like twenty-five, thirty years yeah. ago. That how much it's worth now, or yeah. those GI Joe vehicles that you were talking about? How much right. those are worth because right. they're still in the package. See, that's the thing, though. You got to get it when something like that. While he's a kid, right. where it'll be something sentimental to him that he may want to keep it, or something that it's going to be valuable to where when those kids grow up, now they have the disposable income to spend on that stuff. Yeah, and I think so I, I don't think I would go with anything relevant to our childhood. Well, it could I, it could be something I, relevant to our childhood if his only intention. It depends on which way he wants to go. If his only intention is to give it to him to sell it to make money off of it, so he has a little then, nest egg. Yeah, maybe. Then then you could go that route. And you could buy something that interests us that we know would be of value right now. Right. So But I think with the whole video game thing, like you said, any of those any of those video game figures yeah. that the video game's out now that maybe he even is playing, like one of the um the Batman Arkham Asylum, that's a hot game now. Yeah. Or one of the uh Call of Duty figures. Right. They have little figures of those right. guys, right? I don't know how uh, Halo. I don't know how old his kids are, so they might not, maybe, they might not be playing those right now. Well, a lot of kids are. They don't have to be that old. Not if I mean, they're five. Some, dude, some five-year-olds are fucking playing three, these games. Three years old? <laughs> he might be playing Mario at three. But I, was, I would think any of those, like, depending on how old... If we're going eight to ten, if yeah. your kid's eight to ten, one of those, um, like, Call of Duty or any video game figure, because when he grows up and say he's, like, 28 to 30, he's going to remember playing that game as a kid. Right. And he'll have a figure of that game. Right. So, and if it's in I a can, package, it yeah. could be very nostalgic and it could be very valuable. Right. I would lean towards something like that. 
I have a few different routes to go. Your thoughts. My thoughts are, I have a few different routes. One is to look at what he's playing with now, which is what you were talking about, right. where it might be sentimental. Look at what he's yeah, playing with. Because I have kids about the, the, you know, I have a 10-year-old. And he likes the uh, the Secret Saturdays or the Ben 10. Right. So maybe something like that, like something a nice like a box ben 10. set. Yeah, nice Ben 10. Nice yeah. big box set of them and put it away. And when he gets older, when he's 30, 35, you can say, hey, you played with these as a kid. Here's one that's mint in box. Yeah, something like and that. Something yeah. that's sentimental where he might want to keep it, might want to sell it. That's that's what I would lean to. Right. Whatever your kid's into, get that if it's like, or get the big box set or something. Right. Or, you know. Now... I wouldn't really suggest going with the video game ones, only for this reason. I don't see them, you know, 25 years from now still necessarily being around, seeing Call of Duty still around, whereas maybe Star Wars is still going to be around 25 years from now. But the, the thing about it is, is I actually went down and tracked down a bunch of old Nintendo games I had sure. as a kid. And the 8-bit cartridges. Right. I have those now. But would you have gotten figures from back then? I don't even know if they made figures. But, I'm saying, if they, if, figures? but I'm saying if they did. Would you be? Seek, I might. Would you be seeking them out? I seek out older GI Joe figures I played with as a kid and older. But GI Joe's still Universe relevant figure. now. What I'm talking about is some that's of those true. games that might not be yeah, relevant that's what I'm anymore. Saying. I don't know because I don't know what's going to be relevant. What's going to be? But I would say something like Ben 10 or the Toy Story toys are out right now. Especially the Toy Story to- toys are out right now because yeah. they're good quality. The six inch ones. Yeah, the six inch ones are. Those nice. are good yeah. quality. You could put them away. If those are things he's playing with now. Now yeah, whatever your kid's playing with, I mean, now that's, that's a good idea. The opposite route. Is if you're only planning on giving it to them for resale value. Okay. That 25, 30 years from now, you're going to give it to them and say, here, you're going to be able to sell this for like $1,000. Maybe an exclusive figure? Then I would talk, I would look at something that's kind of expensive now, like the Adat Walker, and keep it in the box. Keep it in the box, yeah. And remember you were talking about the Night Raven being like $1,200 if you kept yeah. it in the box and everything else? Yeah. It's the same thing. The Night Raven was only about 20-some, maybe 30 years like, ago. It was like 40 bucks or something, I think. Right, but yeah. I'm talking about it was about 25, 30 years ago that that came out. Yeah. This is the same thought. Yeah. So you can do that, sure. So if you're willing to invest like $100 on the Adat Walker, buy it, put it away, and then that... Well, I'm sure there are some Star Wars guys who buy that, keep it in yeah. the box and stuff. And like then that. maybe 25, 30 years from now when you give it to him, he's going to be able to sell it for like $1,000. But $1, again, that's, that's not the original Adat Walker. It's, no. It's a reproduction. But... Of the original at, for us. But 25, 30 years from now, true. that's going to be considered the original big Adat Walker. Yeah, true, sure. So so that's one route. The other route I thought of is if you're not willing to invest that much money into it, yeah. I would get something like the he, the Maddie Collector He-Man figures or the DC uh, Classic figures that are 6-inch where you're only investing like 15 bucks. I would try to get some oh, of the... Those are like 20, yeah. I would try to get the... Well, the DC Classics are like yeah, 15. Yeah, you find... But, like, uh, like a Superman or Batman, you're saying? Right. Yeah. Or get one that, with the DC Classics, get one of the variant ones, the harder-to-find ones. That's what I was thinking, variants, because you can go to the uh, the Comic-Con exclusive Get the figures. Comic-Con exclusive figures or something yeah. like that. Keep them in, in there. Put those away. You only invested maybe $50 total. And there's only so many of those And made. there's only so many yeah. of them made. And it has the sticker on right. it, too, which makes 25 years more. from now, yeah, that, that figure is going to be worth like maybe $500, $600. Yeah. Think of the Roddy Piper figure. That's true, too, because that was only... That was an exclusive figure. A thousand were made or something. Right. It was an like exclusive that, yeah. figure. And now, if you try to find it online, you're, looking at, you're yeah. looking at six, $700. Right. And that wasn't too far along. Right. A couple of years. So there's um, a couple routes you can if go If you go to like a BotCon, if you're into Transformers, yeah. or if he's into the... Uh, G.I. Joe, go to Joe Con. Or, yeah, you know, so, stuff like that. so there's a few different routes yeah. you can go, but those are some of our suggestions. Yeah, thanks for the question, Andy. It was like a half hour long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. Those are the best questions. I know, right? So the other... No, but thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a good question. 
Made me think. I'm, very I'm sure he's fine with you saying fuck you. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Andy knows us well enough. He knows enough to hit me. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm hoping for. We'll do lunch. Um, the <laughs> Chuck's buying. I guess. <laughs> if I don't have to get hit. The other question is from Rock. Okay. Oh, and speaking of Rocky fantasy football site. Right. I know you mentioned in the blooper. Yeah. Uh, I think we got eight. We're looking for maybe a couple more. Yeah. And I'm going to get this episode hopefully out on Friday. So it'll be still the Friday before the fantasy football. Yeah. So if you guys are still interested, contact Rock. You can find him on Facebook. You can find him on the forums. forums. Or you can thread tells you how to contact him. Or you can even contact us and we'll We'll put you you in touch with him. We'll put you in touch with him. So, but his question was, Hey, Ryan and Chuck, I have a question for the Holocron. Recently, you've been talking about eighties movies, et cetera, and comic book themed movies. What are your thoughts about the 1980 Flash Gordon movie? I just watched it again the other day and enjoyed it. Thanks. Take care, Rock. Nice. I actually like that movie. I do, too. It's a good movie. It is. And it's a good soundtrack. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. Queen. Queen. Come on. Yeah, you gotta love it, right? Yeah. You know what? I was talking to someone today about that. Flash! Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I was talking to someone today. I think, honest to God. Are you always going to cut I'm not going to cut you off? Yes. <laughs> that movie was way before its time. Oh, it was. That movie... Could you imagine if they had the technology they have now and did that movie almost the exact same way, just with better technology? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think that movie came out five to seven years before it should have. Yeah. yeah. That, it, was, it was good. It was good at the time it came out. Yeah. But if they would have waited and held on to that, yeah. that could have been so much better. Now, I was talking to someone today about it. I'm waiting for you to cut me off. No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll edit that. And, and they, I was telling them, I still, like, seeing that movie, I still get nervous, the part where he has to stick his hand yeah, inside and, the yeah, rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he might get stung and die. Remember when Indiana Jones has to do that and he yeah. put his hand and turn the thing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, But I still get nervous, even though I know what happened. You know what's going to happen. It's, and, like, it's like Poltergeist when the, the little kid lifts the bed sheet. Yes. And you hear, and then, it, then, then nothing happens, but... The fucking clowns over there. <laughs> that clown's over I there. I hate that clown. I know. Fuck that clown. That clown ruined me for all clowns. Yeah, fuck clowns. I hate clowns, dude. <laughs> so anyways... Um, like like Bill uh, ETM on uh, Multiverse. Fuck that shit. I hate clowns. <laughs> so anyways... Throw my comic book down. When it comes to uh, The Flash, I also loved uh, Flash Gordon, not The Flash. But Flash Gordon... Yeah, I don't like The Flash. I like The Flash. Sorry. I actually just got a t-shirt. I like Flash Gordon better. I actually got just got a t-shirt... With the flash symbol on it, the red one, the red one. Did the, you really? Flash symbol. I nice. got it for I got it for free. Cole sent out. I this stole it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Fucker. No. Cole sent out these coupons where you could get ten dollars t-shirt. No, ten dollars off any item in their store. Okay. And you don't have to purchase anything. Oh fuck. Like it's not like ten dollars off with a fifty dollar purchase. It's just ten dollars off your purchase. Well, guess what? The flash t-shirt was eight forty nine. Oh, cool. So, so I got it for free. Back? Did it give you a couple bucks? No, it gave me a couple bucks. But it was free. Well, it can't be fucking free. Right, exactly. They did have a G.I. Joe t-shirt. It just said G.I. Joe. Yeah. I would have gotten it, but all they had was smalls. I don't fit into a small. But neither do I. <laughs> I'd have fucking hauled that thing out. But anyways, get back to the Flash Gordon. Yeah. In the movie, the one one of the things I really liked also was, small. was the was the Hawkman. Oh, yeah. They were kind of like Hell's Angels. Hell's Angels, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the one guy would be like, dive! <laughs> and they would like yeah. swoop down and stuff like that. I love that part. The team, yeah. Yeah. I just I, thought I always was, I always like Ming the Merciless. I like the the. Stash. They got a perfect actor to play. It was that good. Role. It was good. Yeah. So it was very good. So yeah. So that's how we feel about Flash Gordon. We Love might it. might maybe one day we'll do a commentary with that. I don't, know. I don't own it, but I should I should own I it. should own it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have it. I will own it. The other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, We're looking it up now. Is the <laughs> is We're the, eBay that bitch right now? Right. Is uh, the con- the last contest? 
uh, where, oh, yeah, where you yeah, had yeah, to listen yeah, to the, yeah, name the movies. Yeah, yeah, name the movies. Well, guess what? We only had two entries. I mentioned that the, in the blooper well, episode. We had three people going to win, right? Three people were going to win. <laughs> I guess you guys won. So I will let you guys know if you got it right or not, but you're still going to win. Yeah, fuck you won. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I thought I work? made it a very easy contest, and we had two fucking entries. I, got, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> well, you know what it is, is... Um, that contest sucked. No, it didn't. You didn't run it by me first. It didn't suck. I know. All you had but to you do was people go in. All you had to do was listen to the episode and write down movies as we said them. <laughs> well, maybe they already listened to it and they didn't want to listen again. And it was a special I, episode. Hey, I listened to it again. It's, I did too. It's, it's still hilarious. It's priceless. <laughs> but maybe they don't own the movie and they didn't think that they could watch it without the movie. You could watch it without the movie. You can. Yeah, absolutely. But but anyway, get, who won? Anyways. Uh, I don't know. I don't have that written down yet. I'll just, I'm going to email them. If you entered, you won. If you entered, you won. But here's the thing. I had two people enter. Yeah. I still have three discs. We'll just give it away somewhere else. No. Here's what I'm going to say. The first person to email me about episode 11 and says, I want the G.I. Joe disc is going to be the fucking winner. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to email you tonight. No. Before you, you can't record win. it. And post you it. already have a copy. I know. <laughs> I'll sell it. So, so anyway, <laughs> so some I pirated. Copy. Just email starjoespodcast at gmail dot com. Put the subject line as episode eleven. I want it, and put I want it, and I will email you back and say congratulations. You're the fucking winner. <laughs> you better say congratulations. You're the fucking winner. I will. Nice. And and whoever the first person is, not everyone that sends that, but yeah. whoever the first person is, and we'll timestamp it. Yeah. So. Because of that... Unless you send hot, naked pictures, then you win. So, hey. <laughs> here's how many movies were actually mentioned in that episode. 40. Wow. We actually mentioned 40 movies in that episode. Good to know. Here's a rundown. I can sleep at night. Here's now. a rundown. Oh, Jesus, you wrote them down? I wrote them down. Go. All right. Masters of the Universe, obviously. G.I. Joe. Superman. The Gate. Okay. Star Wars. Ghoulies. Ghoulies. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Frankenstein. Star Trek. Lost in Translation, Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon, yeah, I remember that. Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Jaws. Okay. Howard the Duck. Punisher. Classic. Top Gun. Home Alone. Running Man. Rocky Four. Batteries Not Included. Popeye. Jesus. Ta- Time Bandits. How the fuck did Popeye come up? <laughs> Go ahead. We were talking about Robin Williams. Oh, okay. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Under the Rainbow or Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I said Somewhere Over the Rainbow. The movie was actually called Under the Rainbow. The Midget Movie. Right. Go. The Midget Movie. Back to the Future. Okay. Spider-Man. All right. The Time Machine. Batman. Okay. Batman and Robin. Fuck. Batman Forever. Batman Begins. We got them all in there, huh? Weird Science. The Terminator. Goonies. Batman the Dark Knight. Jesus Christ. The Lost Boys. Yeah. Uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. And A Christmas Story. Oh, an Underworld. Okay. There was a few that people, I think, entered saying that they were movies, but we weren't referring to them as movies. And there was three of those, which was Purple Rain. That's a movie. I know it's a movie, but we mentioned it as the song Purple Rain. That's what we were referring to, but it is Whatever. a movie. You, you won. Yeah. Heavy Metal. That's we, a movie. Yeah. We were referring to the music, music yeah. but Heavy Metal is a movie. And Pink Cadillac, we were referring to the song Pink Cadillac. But, Not yet. But the Clint Eastwood movie of Pink Cadillac's yeah. out there, too. So those are all the movies. Wow. In one episode, we mentioned. Wow. <laughs> so are fucking multi-talented. So that's that. All right, let's get into these issues now and uh, take yeah, care of that. Fuck. So, <laughs> All right, let's go into our uh, From Springfield to Tatooine. My favorite place to visit. From Springfield to... 
All right, Chuck, uh, we got ten issues to cover. Whew. We're going to fly through them. Yeah. Do you want to go first? you want me to go first? How do you want to do this? Maybe we'll go back and forth. Okay. So, you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Okay. After. That's fine. What are you starting with? I don't know. I've got so many notes here. <laughs> you want me to start? No. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'll, I'll go with the... Uh, I really like this issue here, and we met the guy, J.K. Woodward. Right? Yeah, yep. So I'll go uh, G.I. Joe Cobra number six. Okay. You want to go? They get a theme song? <laughs> no, you want to go? I went for a theme song. No. All right. Okay, so what I, I'm just going to read my notes here. Undercover uh, P.I. here, Leonard Michael, is surprised by Stephen Manasian, which is actually Sepentor. Uh, Leonard is actually in a, in a trance here, and Sepentor tells him that he is now home. The coil... Right. They, they actually keep him drugged, and he actually is drugged there for a long time. He ends up growing a beard. Okay. So he's been keep, kept for a long time. Yep. Uh, this goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks. It looks like months because he actually grows a big beard. They're not going to kill him, they tell him, because they love him. Right. Which I love that. The Coil wants to use Leonard, at, you know, the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist here, to bring credit uh, credibility to the Coil and to get the word out and the literature out there and to get more people involved with it. And over dinner here, Leonard tells Sepentor his entire background of what happened to him, and I'll let you guys read that. Uh, but Leonard agrees to write for the coil, and he is actually kept and fed instead of drugged now, so he, his mind's a little clearer so he can write. And he says that he's very lonely at the end of the book, and he's told that no one is lonely in the coil because now you belong to the coil, and you will never be lonely again. Yep. And at the end of it, actually, is the next uh, story is we're going to get uh, an origin of Crockmaster. And uh, the reason I like this book a lot, on the left-hand side of every page of the book, we get the whole story of what happens. Of what's going on, And yeah. on the right-hand side, it's like we get the a JK. painting of Cobra Coil literature. Right. It's, it's like, like their a, pamphlet. It's like their pamphlet. And it's, yeah. And, it, and the right side is the painted work done by J.K. Woodward. Right, and we saw that. He gave us a sneak preview of that at Super Show. Yeah, those pages are what we actually saw at Super Show, and they were like huge pages. Huge, yeah. So they're like evidently scanned in and shrunk down and all yeah. that type of stuff, but it was really cool to see the original artwork yeah. for these pages. Yeah, so. we actually got a preview of that, so he was really nice and showed us that. The weird thing with this issue, too, was they go, to be continued, which I'm like, all four, and then you see the and next... And they supposed to Crockmaster. It's the yeah. origin of Crockmaster. I'm like, well, how's that to be continued? First, I thought it was going to be in the G.I. Joe Origins, because it said origin, but right. it's followed up with, it's, it's a Cobra story. It's a Cobra story, yeah. So, so I, don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 going. It's kind of a slower going, but it's going. Yeah, it's it's going. issue six. Yeah. Do you want to continue with some GI Joe stuff, or what yeah, do you want to do? I can I can do another one. Okay. Real fast here. Okay, let's uh, go with a quickie here. Uh, GI Joe Hearts and Minds That's number three. Said. Right. <laughs> the Max Brooks uh, issue here, and inside of my cover, which was the same as yours, you you told me this, and I noticed it. It says the Firefly and Tripwire, but this is actually the Cobra Interrogator, Interrogator. In Deep Six. Yeah. Which was kind of weird. So it it was shows a, their pictures, yeah. but the words are different. It was, it was a misprint. And I'm, I'd be willing to bet you, too, that probably the uh, artists on them are probably printed wrong, too. Probably. I don't know. but I'm, I mean, obviously, it's the same writer because it's Max Brooks, but the, yeah. artist, the artist might be different because they might be the artist from the last issue. Yeah, and the, the art does look different from the last issue. Too. Yeah, so. Uh, so anyways, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll start with the, uh, the interrogator, which is Cobra's chief interrogating officer. Uh, what he does is he takes us on a little journey of how he gets information from the enemy being the Joes. Every, every one of his you know, interrogations is different, uh, and in this one here, he, 
he tells the captured G.I. Joe guy here, doesn't really give a name to yeah. the guy, but uh, he tells him that what he does is if he doesn't talk and give the information, he's going to actually release a tape of him actually where it's a little bit doctored up, being a coward and running away and leaving his troops because he's scared. Yep. And that's what makes the guy crack. Yeah, he doesn't the, want to look like a coward. Yeah, the interrogator kind of knows what will make each person he, crack. He knows what pushes their buttons. He's right. like, I can beat you up, I can torture you, but you're the kind of guy who'd like that. I can drown you, but you would probably like that. I can scare you with monsters or drug you or pull your fingernails out or break your bones or I can slap you around, but that's not going to work. He goes, what's right. going to work with you is I, I'll doctor this video up and make it look like you ran away from your troops and you're a coward. He's like, that's that's actually going to work. As you see, it's on his face. He's like, that's going to work. Yep. And he's like crying in there, and he, he, he's finally got him. Yep. So he's going to talk, which was actually pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. Then uh, part two here, we got Deep Six here. And Deep Six, what he does, he takes us on a little inner mind thoughts of Deep Six. Yeah, I love this. He tells us how his work is very dangerous and that he could die at any time on every mission because he dives at such great depths. Right. Everything from his suit malfunctioning to sea creatures to smoke inhalation, asphyxiation, drowning, hostile torpedoes, every mission, something could go wrong and he could just die. Right. And I, I kind of loved how they showed every way he could die. Yeah. You actually saw each way how he could yeah, die. Yeah, every one of these thoughts he had, they gave a color an illustration of what actually could happen. And my favorite one was the uh, the suit just the kind of exploding. Yeah. The helmet just exploding. Yeah, it, which was great. It was pretty sweet. And then he ran into some Cobra guys or something. Yeah, and that's where the torpedoes happen here. He goes, I could get get a torpedo locked onto me. I could get killed underwater by bag. You know, so it was actually pretty good. It's all inside his mind too. None of this is really happening. Other than well, Him other, diving. He well, he. I think the one part actually does happen where he meets up with the Cobra guys. See, I don't and, and takes them out. I think that was his mission. So he's thinking about the ways he could die and not complete the mission. But then he does complete the mission. Even though he thinks of ways he could die from a torpedo and everything else, because he does end up taking them out. Yeah. So I think that was his mission. Going back to and the then he ends up heading back to, up to the surface. But but look here, one yard, three yards, torpedoes, fuel, and he right. ran out of fuel. Right. But he because he planned ahead of what could happen if a torpedo actually came after him. Just he planned, it, he, yeah. he could outswim it. And uh, well, he could not swim it, but his suit could. Suit could, yeah. And the thing I liked is when he's surfacing at the end there. He replays all the different ways he could have died. Right. Which is, I, I just liked it because it's kind of like, a, it's similar to the tripwire thing where it's like, tripwire thinks about ways he could die, so it allows him to but not the, die. Yeah the, yeah, the tripwire thing goes, he's, he sounds like he's ready for death he's, and he's embracing right. it. Right, he's got a death wish. Yeah. Where Deep Six is more like, the reason I think I like it is because that's kind of how I am. I think of every possible scenario to yeah. make sure that the bad ones don't happen. Don't happen, yeah. So. And then the next one we're going to get is actually Dr. Mindbender and Doc. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be issue four of five. I kind of like how they match those two up for the next one, too. Dr. Mindbender and Doc. Doctor, got, Doctor. Yeah, Doctor, Doctor. Spies like us. Yeah, exactly. Doctor, Doctor. Another, another movie reference. Doctor and Doctor. <laughs> and Doctor. All right, that's two for me. Go All ahead. right, I'm going to go into my Star Wars uh, issues. Uh, Star Wars Invasion Rescues number three. If you remember last time, Finn lands in the secret caves underwater of Artorias and goes racing to, to his father to save him from Dulak, who is the impersonating Vong. Dulok is beating up Finn's father, uh, Caleb, but Caleb's actually fighting back or trying to fight back. Then we uh, get a glimpse at Kay, the daughter, who is on uh, Yamask, which was supposed to be the dead planet, and her mom's actually guiding her to the source of where they think the captives might be. So uh, she, Kay decides she's going to send some scouts ahead, but while she's doing that, all of a sudden from behind in their ranks, uh, they get attacked, and they think it's the Vong 
attacking them, but here it's like these altered beings, uh, and one of them's a Twi'lek, but she's like all def- deformed and she's like ravenous and everything else. And the tr- there's some troops that want to like just take her out, like shoot her, but Kay doesn't want to do that because this being this Twi'lek doesn't really know what she's doing. So she's like, well, guess what? Since you want to take her out, you just volunteered to escort her back to a prison cell. Nice. Now you're the bodyguard. Yeah, now you're the bodyguard. So uh, then we see Commander Salok, which is the Vong guy. That This is, again, the one that Finn saved that one time. And he's actually torturing a captive Jedi, and we finally get his name, which is Yuldan. And no Brenner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, he's trying to get some answers, but Yuldan's resisting. But every time he resists, he's flooded with more pain by this thing's attached to his back and everything else. So, yeah, kind of like you. Yeah, kind of like me. <laughs> um, You're like Yul Brenner and didn't know it. That's right. Uh, so then Commander Salok sees Kay's troops are actually coming, and he actually orders the Master Shaper Nagmi. <laughs> Is it my wife? <laughs> no, it's not your wife. It's N-A-G-M-E. How would you pronounce it? Nagma? Nagma? Yeah, I, I, I say Nagmi. Uh, honey? <laughs> and it's a female. Of course it is. <laughs> damn, was there any doubt about that? So he orders her to leave the planet because her research is, is too important. Yeah, no kidding. And she's a Vong, so she's like, you know, why should... Are, you're telling me to run away? And he's like, yeah. only because your research is important and we can do a counterattack later. Right, right. He actually sends out some Vongs to attack Kay's scout troop. And just totally takes, they take him out. And then the commander actually takes the leader of the scout troop. He's like, is this the leader? And they're like, yeah. And he takes him out, lifts him over, over his head, kind of like Bane did with Batman. Yeah. But instead of breaking his back, he just tears him in half. Nice. Just so that the troops could see, here's what I'm going to do to your guys. Leader, yeah. yeah. Then we find Nagmi actually didn't leave under the orders. And she, that we actually find out that she actually has feelings for Salok, which is actually forbidden. He's mm. like, he's like, this is forbidden. forbidden and she goes, mode. so is all the research I do here. Right. So she's like, she, I don't care. Yeah, let's just do it. I want you. Right. Uh, then we go back to On Artorius. Yeah, forbidden love's the best love. That's right. All right, so On Artorius, now we have uh, Finn sends Prowl ahead to actually attack Dulok and gets her just in time to save his father. Caleb, Caleb grabs a gun and holds Dulok up at gunpoint, but... Dulok as like he has some type of like scientific research thing done to him, where his eyes open up and they shoot out this acid and it nails Kalid right in the face. And oh, it's like, like the scorpion's tail. Yeah, nice. And it's like this acid is just burning his face. And Jason and Jane, oh, uh, like Keldor. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason and Jaina show up. Ooh, the and twins. Yeah. Right, the twins, and they just slice Dulok down after this happens. Fuck yeah. And Finn is left holding his father in his arms. It looks like he's dead, but. To be continued. To be continued, so who knows. So so that was that issue. Did you ever find those two toys of the twins, the Star Wars figures of... Jason and Jaina? Yeah. No, not yet. Jason and Jaina, no. I mean, I haven't looked for them, so... I haven't seen them in the stores, I know. Yeah, so... All right, and then going into Star Wars The Old Republic. Okay. Um, As I get the Star Wars ones done here. This one's a little bit lengthier because a lot happened. Again, it was an issue that had 27 pages instead of 22. Oh, bonus. Still still for only $2.99. Not bad. Not at all. Bonus issues. So, Got Star Wars on. The Old Republic number two. Um, on a Republic base uh, on Balmora, there's a Jedi that's named Fortress, or so introduced to another new character. And he's uh, he's told that they have to withdraw due to the treaty that was signed. But Fortress was actually planning on rescuing this uh, demolition squad called Demolition Squad 419 from Imperial Captivity. And he's told that he can't, that they really can't authorize that right now. So, Fortress decides to sneak away. And off on his own to rescue them. And he actually takes out a Sith when he gets to the place that they're actually held captive. 
Uh, on Coruscant, Master Zim, which is the guy that looked like Plo Koon, uh, is told the Jedi Temple won't be reconstructed. It's being delayed indefinitely because of lack of re- resources. Okay. So Master Zim uh, goes and tells Jedi Orgus, who was in the last uh, issue, about the news, and he tells him that he actually, that Orgus actually has to actually go to Balmora to bring Fortress back. He's kind of rogue right now. I go rogue a lot. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so then uh, he's told Where's that... Chuck? We can't find him. <laughs> so, then, meeting. so then he's told that uh, Lieutenant Tavis from the last issue... Is Lieutenant Diane! No, Lieutenant Tavis oh, okay, okay. is going to go with him. And uh, on the Imperial ship, Master Darnala, which was like the Shakti-looking uh, Jedi, okay. she's actually tortured in this energy field because the Imperials want to know why... Her ship attacked them, but she said, you guys attacked us first, and they're not believing her. Uh, who fired uh, first, Han or Greedo? Right, sure. exactly. So she, they actually end up leaving her to think about her answers, and she has just enough energy left to use the Force and freeze, uh, to free bounty hunter Braden, who was the guy that was captured by that Wookiee last time. Okay. He was on that Imperial ship. So he's like, why don't you free yourself? And she's like, I don't have enough energy for that. I yeah. have just enough to trigger free you to trigger your door. Right. I can't get out of this energy field. So she says, but I'll let you go if you promise to deli- to try to deliver a message to Master Zim and uh, Jedi Knight Satali. So he says he will. So she releases his prison and he steals a ship. The Imperials know that Darnala actually had to have aided in his escape, and they fry her for it. Nice. So so now she's dead. Dead. Yep. Uh, in space, Orgus and Tavis actually come across the escape pod that had Jedi Knight Satelli and SP-99 in it. If you remember last time, they went out in the escape pod, and they no, one's, gonna, they go, no yeah. one's ever going to find us here. Well, found them. Found them. <laughs> and they actually save them, and they bring them, on to, bring them with them to Balmora, and then we actually see on Narshada, which is that most icely planet-type place, yeah, the yeah. scum and villainy. My kind of town. That's right. Chicago. <laughs> no, this is Narshada. Narshada, Chicago. Brayden actually meets with this guy named Knock. And knock, knock, roll a rock. That's right. And he's actually arranging the contact that he needs to keep his promise. Okay. Uh, knock agrees to help Brayden, but only if Brayden helps him also with some yeah. little mission that he has. Yeah. So then Master Zim uh, actually informs Tavis and Orgus and Satelli that they heard about Master Darnala's death, and Tavis actually comforts Satelli. Okay. And there's a little romance kind of going on there. Ooh. But even though romance is forbidden with the right, Jedi. Right. So then on Korriban, the bounty hunter Dalbora, the Wookiee, goes to leave because he no longer has his prisoner anymore, but his ship is actually blown up right before he gets on. Well, good for him. And Lord Barris, which was the Sith Lord, is actually told that Lord that uh, Lord Angrel actually believes that the Republic was responsible for that. But Lord Barris is starting to actually believe and doubt that Lord Angrel is, he did it. is yeah, the one that did it. Yeah. yeah. So Orgus meets up and tells on uh, Balmora actually tells Fortress Jedi Knight Fortress that they must leave Balmora and try to establish peace, and he might be able to help them rein in some similar fighting that's actually going on in Dathlene. Uh, SP-99 says that he's going to actually come with them to keep fulfilling his mission of making sure that they keep the peace with the treaty and everything else. Okay. Master Zim is told, uh, back on Coruscant, is told that Commander Lessel, who's the chick that actually ordered the bombardment on Braden, the bounty hunter, when mm-hmm. he wouldn't listen to her, she's the one that ordered the, the hit down the on hit, him. The hit, yeah. So Commander, he's, Master Zim's told that Commander Lessel 
wants to uh, meet at the Jedi Temple ruins regarding the attack on Darnala and Satali's ship. Uh, Master Zim and Commander Lessel meet up with each other, both thinking that the other person requested it, and here Braden shows up and blasts Commander Lessel, basically saying, bitch, next time you should better make sure I'm dead. You better make sure I'm dead, yeah. So When you kill me, kill me right. dead. <laughs> so then because of this, he tries to tell Master Zim the message from Darnala, but Master Zim's not having that because you just shot my friend. Yeah. And in an act of defense, he ends up shooting Master Zim and killing Master Zim. Nice. So now we got another Jedi, and his response was basically, well, I tried to tell you, and that's yeah. all I promised I would do. So uh, Better than oops. Right. <laughs> so then we find out that there was a, a Sith Lord who actually ordered the attack on the, on the treaty ship. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the, I didn't see that being right. That, that, Where did that come from? Yeah. I don't left field. <laughs> that's the message that he was supposed to try to get over to uh, Master Zim. So then all of a sudden we actually see a, a Senate, the Senate Tower actually blows up. And it seems like maybe that's part of what Braden was supposed to be helping knock with. Okay. Because as soon as that happens, he goes, oh, that's my cue. And he takes a ship and leaves the planet of Coruscant. And we see that the Wookiee Delbora is actually walking, watching him and starts tracking him again. It's like he can't give up. Nice. We, again, I mentioned that we see some feelings between Tavis and Satelli start to blossom there. Uh, Orgus, Jedi Knight Orgus, is ordered to track down Braden and bring him in because he killed Master He killed Zen. him, yeah. Uh, Tavis and Fortress decide to help in the fight on Dantooine. Uh, Dantooine. They decide they're not going to leave, and they're actually going to do the fighting there. Now, would they bring him before, like, a Jedi Council? Yeah, okay. pretty much so, but they decide they're not going to do that. They're going to actually go, they're going to continue the fight on Dantooine, even though they've been ordered not to. Nice. Uh, on Korriban, Lord Barris is actually attacked from behind by an attempted assassin, because guess who probably sent him? Lord Angrel. Yeah. yeah. And he actually defeats, you know, he actually uh, kills the assassin, and he's, he knows it's Lord Angrel that's actually behind it. Yeah, the assassin was Deadpool. No. No. <laughs> he's in everything. What do you mean? He's he not is, in this? He is in everything, but not in this. Wow. Too bad. Um, on <laughs> this is my favorite part, this is how the issue closes. On Dantooine, Jedi Knight Fortress contacts Lieutenant Tavis and says, I need you to meet me at the ruins of the old Jedi Enclave that's on Dantooine. And he says, I'll explain there why I, I need you to come out here. And Tavis notices that SB-99 is listening in. Uh-oh. And he says, he says, you know, what are yeah. you doing there? And SB-99 says, oh, uh, I'm actually here to uh, fulfill my mission of ensuring that you're in compliance with the treaty. And Tavis just blasts him. you got to blow him up now. He just blows him up. He says... I'm just not buying it yeah, anymore. You know too much. Yeah. His words were literally, I'm just not buying it anymore. Nice. And just shoots him. Nice. So that's issue number two. Nice place to end. Yeah. The death of him. That's right. What I'm going to do now is go over G.I. Joe number 21 and the two Transformers, and you could finish up with okay. the three real American heroes. Yeah. Right? Sounds good. All right. What we have here is our buddies Dixon and Cal on yep. G.I. Joe number 21. So it's a pretty good uh, ongoing story here. Uh, the Joes are in the Cobra sub where we're picking up here. I remember last issue they broke in and now they're trying to yep. find the uh, the control deck here. So they're actually start off in the Cobra sub, making their way to the control deck. And once they are they are in, they they actually take out some Cobra agents here. And an agent actually sounds the alarm, and they order the crew, the captain of the sub, orders the crew to seal all the hatches and flood the chambers so that Joes will be killed. Yep. So the Joes make it out of the area, but Keelhaul, uh, all of them but Keelhaul in the injured wetsuit, because he got cracked in the back of the head with a right. pipe wrench. Monkey wrench. So, dreadnought. Yep. <laughs> so, sh- <laughs> shipwreck, cover girl, and torpedo, they try to open the hatch, but they can't do it, so they're like, 
you know, we gotta go on with the mission, so fuck it. They just leave Keelhaul and Wetsuit, you know. And actually, what actually happens is Keelhaul and Wetsuit, Keelhaul actually blows the hatch with some explosives that he had before it fills full of water and they die and they drown. So the Joes actually, the other Joes who made it out, the three there, Shipwreck, Covergirl, and Torpedo, they actually knock out the sub's power. So the sub's actually out of power. It's just kind of hovering there for a while. And they don't know what's going to happen with it. And But the Joes didn't stop the nuclear device in time that was dropped in the crevice in the fault line. Right. So it actually blows. Uh, and with the explosion, the sub's hull is compromised and the stub starts leaking. Yeah. And then it starts to sink. Yeah. So without all the power, too, there's no way to put it back on. So all the Cobra soldiers start abandoning ships. Some make it out. Some die. Uh, the Joes actually meet up with Keelhaul and Wetsuit. And they actually thought that those two guys had died. They didn't know right. they got out in time. So now what we pan to is we pan back to the island of Manuda. Uh, the other Joes are there. Manuda. Menudo, the yeah. Stinger. Yeah, it's the the little island there on a little. They they have their own island, wow. Menudo Island. Yeah, <laughs> that's where they grow all those boys for that right. band, Menudo Island. <laughs> so actually, the other Joes are there. It's actually uh, Ripcord, Scarlet, and Mainframe, and the female Dial Tone, if we remember from the last issue. And they're actually walking along the beach, and Scarlet actually mentions to him, "Hey, did you notice there's more beach here than it was before?" Uh, he's like, the, the, "The tide's low. That can only mean one thing. There's going to be a tsunami coming." Yeah. So I don't. I would never think that in my wildest dreams. Now but whatever. You, now you would. Now I know. And knowing <laughs> is half the battle. That's right. <laughs> so due to the explosion that happened underwater, they determined that there was a tsunami coming. So they take off. They you know haul ass for the higher ground. But the Joes and the sub are able to stop the sub from sinking. Uh, Shipwreck and torpedo are able to stop it from sinking and to save their life. Right. Because they would have been crushed. Now, while going to the higher ground here, what happens is Mainframe and Scarlet are actually swept away by the waters in a tsunami. They didn't make it in time to get high enough, and then we get the big cliffhanger to be continued. Yep. As they're washed away. Which is a crazy to be continued. I actually liked it. It's, I did, too. Leaves me hanging. It, I it actually want to know what happened. We're actually finally, finally getting some action in, in the G.I. Joe ongoing, which I felt like it was kind of slow build-up for a while. Yeah. Now it seems like things are really, you know, there's some real action going on. Yeah. So. All right, so moving on to the Transformers, we're uh, my Costa book here and uh, Guidi. Right? Guidi. Yeah. So uh, Transformers number 10, which again, I'm actually surprised it's number 10. I thought we'd be a lot longer than that, but it's actually Transformers 10. Yep. So we start off here in, uh, in South Korea. Uh, Spike and the, the military, uh, they're actually in disguised, and they're loading the Autobots on the ship in crates, but they don't know that they're Autobots. Right. Because they're in disguise here. They just think it's some vehicles being they're, shipped. Yeah, that they're telling them to ship them out of Detroit. Yep. And he tells the Autobots they have to stay in vehicle mode so that the military satellites can't see them. And if they're caught, they'll be deactivated and the humans, they'll end up going to jail. Now, the Combaticons are here. And after, remember the last issue, the Combaticons were there. Yep. They're actually setting in a stadium enjoying some energon that's produced here in the South Korea. And then the military leader comes in, tells them, you know, not to enjoy your energon until the job's actually done. Get up and yep. get back to work, you lazy bums. And they don't like taking orders from humans, but he's supplying them with energon, so what the fuck. So now we pan to the U.S. military here. They're, spy they're actually spying on the Combaticons, and they're about to attack them. And they're about to go into a battle here when Smokescreen drives by, yeah. armed to the teeth with guns. That's just a sweet-ass He's got this, like, too. proton cannon or something yeah. on the back of him. <laughs> so he's actually armed to the teeth there, and he drives by, and one of the guys goes, oh my god, was that a sports car? <laughs> you know, what the hell was that? 
Then the Autobots attack the Combaticons, but again, remember, they're vehicles here, they're not Autobots, and we actually have Jetfire actually being a plane, he attacks from the air, uh, and they want to push them toward the sea so that there's a military battleship there that they can fire on the Combaticons and blow them to pieces. Yeah, which is actually uh, broadside. Yeah. With one of the Autobots, so... So what actually happens is they, they beat the Combaticons, the Autobots do, uh, but some of the Autobots are damaged, especially Jetfire, he needs repaired. Uh, and then we pan to uh, off, Bumblebee is actually talking to Thundercracker, of all people, yeah. a Decepticon, and he's telling Thundercracker here, we need your help to take down you know the, the dictator in South Korea, and he wants to know if he's going to be in on it. Yeah. So that's where we end that issue. So it's, yeah, it's a couple things cool. I liked. One was uh, Bumblebee talking to someone on, on almost the last second to last page. He's talking to someone and saying, "Hey, we need your help." Yeah. Uh, you know, you've been honorable and blah blah blah. And we don't find out to the very last page that he's actually talking to Thundercracker, the Thundercracker which is right. really cool. The other thing I really liked and found interesting is I actually had Broadside as a toy. Did you? And he was a triple changer. Okay. So he could transform in he and he didn't transform into a battleship. He actually transformed like he does in the book here. He actually transformed into an aircraft carrier. Oh, okay. And then he transformed from an aircraft carrier to a jet, then to a robot, and then into a robot. So it was kind of interesting that like he was providing naval support, but then when like uh, Jetfire went down, he was like he wasn't able to provide the air support and everything because Jet, Jeff, Jetfire yeah. crashed into him right. and stuff like that. But I would have liked to have seen what they did as far as his air support, like if they still kept him as a triple changer or not. An air, yeah, maybe so, he had some planes on him. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, then the last one here is another uh, Mike Costa book, and it's a uh, collar. Collar. This is the conclusion of Transformers Ironhide number four. Yep. So if you remember us hearing about it, we were pumping this book up pretty good. We yep. both liked it. Yeah. So this is a conclusion. So let's you know dive in and see what happens here. Uh, we actually open up to find Ironhide fighting the Insecticons here, and he's fighting them off, you know, fierce battle. He actually finds an old starship, and it looks like the starship that they actually came to in Earth, if you remember the yeah, cartoon. the Ark. The Ark, yeah. That had Teletron 1 in it. Right. It actually looks like that ship. So if you uh, pick up the issue, you can see that. When, um, let's see here. So in order to take out the majority of the Insecticons, what he does is he goes into the ship and... Starts using the ship's cannons to right. fire on him there. So he ends up taking out a lot of them, but what happens is they end up jumping on the ship, the Insecticons do, and eating their way through, and they get through the roof and he can see them. Then what he does is he uses the ejector seat from the ship to, to get out of that damage and that danger, but he actually lands in the middle of more Insecticons. Well, and what he does too is... And he just starts fighting his way out. Right. Well, what he does too to try to take out a lot of them is he blows up the ship. He blows up the ship too, yeah. So he waits until they're all right nearby, then he ejects himself, and then blows up the ship, but there's yeah. still a ton there's of them. There's still a ton of them. So he, he, when he lands down, he's in the middle of a whole pack of them, and he starts fighting his way out. Then he finds Alpha Trion here in Metroplex. Yeah. And Metroplex actually transforms from the city... To the, the robot, robot and just smashes these fucking Insecticons with his hand. Right. Metroplex ends up being Alpha Trion's guardian, and Ironhide wants to know, well, why the hell didn't you just do that in the first place? <laughs> right. Why do you have me fight all these guys? And his response was perfect, Alpha Trion's was, because I actually wrote it down word for word. He goes, uh, me? Fight them? I'm Alpha Trion. <laughs> I don't, f- yeah, I don't right. fight these guys. I'm Alpha Trion. Do you know who I am? Right. Well, and his response, his response also was that if Metroplex had tried to take on all the thousands that there yeah. were, they yeah. would have eventually worked into worked a, cir- circuits into a circuit and down, yeah. down. And he couldn't have that because he, he can't repair the right. whole. Where now there's only so, like yeah. hundreds of them, so he could kill them all. He can yeah. just stomp on them, yeah. Right. So Ironhide actually sees that uh, Alpha Trion uh, repaired Sunstreaker. 
and he knows that Ironhide can't remember, Sunstreaker does. So then Alpha Trion tells Ironhide that he's actually leaving, and he's leaving Ironhide alone, and he's not coming back, but he is taking Sunstreaker with him and uh, Metroplex. And Alpha Ironhide, he actually gets pissed off. He and he him. hits him. <laughs> That's a great shot. Yeah, he actually gets all pissed off, and he, he hits him. And then Sunstreaker actually tells Alpha Trion, he goes, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay. And he tells Ironhide, you know... He basically says, "I've got a lot, you know, I've got a lot to make up for. You don't know that I have yeah, a lot to make up for it, but, but I do." He does. And then what actually happens here is uh, Alpha Trion tells Ironhide, "Hey, you know, be proud of yourself. You saved a city. Only one other Autobot can actually say that, and it's me." Right. <laughs> so again, being a cocky to the end here, <laughs> little ass. Yeah, I know. Then Alpha Trion he actually gets on his plane with Metroplex and he leaves, and we have Sunstreaker. And Ironhide left, and Sunstreaker actually tries to tell Ironhide that he was a traitor and what happened, but Ironhide goes, you know, say, Sunstreaker, we're going to have a lot of time to talk and catch up here, because we're going to be here for quite a while. Nothing personal, but I want to talk right now. And it ends with Ironhide sitting down, looking at all the destroyed Insecticons' bodies, and the only thing I can think of is, what the fuck? <laughs> That's it? it? It's it over? Just, it just ends with him sitting there, like, contemplating what just happened. Yeah. What the fuck happened? That's <laughs> well, the end of the book. Well, and the thing that you and I talked about that we thought would have been better, or what we think is going to happen, is we think it's eventually going to tie into the ongoing. We're the, hoping it ties into the ongoing. Right, because, because remember, Hot Rod is still out there because he abandoned Earth. And to head back to Cybertron. And, uh, like number eight or seven or something like that. Yeah, and one of the issues. But he was in uh, the other Prime, what's his name? Ultra Magnus. Yeah. He was in Ultra Magnus' ship. ship right. So I'm thinking that maybe Hot Rod is going to find him. Right. And it would have been in more... I don't know. I think it would have been more interesting... There's so they, many open questions. Yeah, if they would have had one more page showing Hot Rod's ship in the distance coming, coming to the land and just put like a the end question mark yeah, or, or something or like that. To be continued, so, maybe. It, yeah. Something. Give me it something. Was, it was just a weird ending. Yeah, you, you, you kind of... And really, the whole issue was great it's up, a, in, yeah, up until that point. Yeah, you fuck me in the ass and you walk away. I mean, <laughs> That's it? You throw a 20 at me and like, we're done. That's it? <laughs> they didn't even throw a 20 at you, dude. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the, the, like the first three books, the sex was good. It was going good. You <laughs> fuck me in the ass and you leave. It's still a good book, but it's just, what the hell happened know, to I the end? I don't know why you want that. The end takes, well, you know. <laughs> whatever, you know. Hey. <laughs> no, not whatever. It's not this kind of podcast. <laughs> but it's still a good book. It's still a good read. I would recommend picking it up. It's yeah. just the end is kind of like... What the hell? And it's just really the last two pages. Yeah. Where you're just like, okay, now you just kind of left me. And again, we'll come back to it if they address it in the ongoing yeah. Transformers, but that's, yeah, that's it, was, it. It was just a weird ending. Now uh, you're going to cover the... I'm going to cover, finally, the G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero. Both the free comic book day issue and the two issues that have come after that. Yeah, so if you remember, we actually included these in our prize package right. when our package contest. Yeah. It's issue 155 and a half, and both... Winner and runner-up got a copy of this, Exactly. Right? So uh, so that issue actually opens up with Cobra Commander driving a his tank right into the front doors of the Senate chambers. But then all of a sudden we realize that he's actually dreaming that, and he's woken up by Zartan, which was kind of a disappointment. I was very disappointed. I'm like, holy crap, he's done it. <laughs> Hell yeah, this book's going to be good. And then it was a dream. <laughs> Although not too far off from what's actually happening. Right. And I like the fact that he sleeps in his hood. Yes. <laughs> so he's still, he's still covering his face. Yeah. So Zartan actually tells them, wakes them up to tell them that a coordinated attack was actually done by a group called the Broken Star Liberation Army, which actually Cobra funded to then cause a panic in the country. 
So then Cobra Commander actually meets up with the jugglers, who are this secret cabal of rogue generals that are in the Pentagon. That's actually used in the other uh, G.I. Joe books, too. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this group is, uh, he's telling this group that they actually need to press for martial law with the president because Mm -hmm. of the panic that's going on. Right. And once they declare martial law, that they should outsource the security coverage to Cobra. So this way, basically, Cobra runs the country. Right, right. Uh, Secretly. Then then we get to Baroness and Storm Shadow and Billy, Billy's uh, Cobra Commander's son. Right. And they're breaking into a secret facility for some materials that they need. And they run into some elite guards there, and they actually take them all out. It's, like, really sweet looking. Yeah, it's good. Baroness looked amazing in that one shot where she like first shows up. Yeah, she's drawing pretty hot, guys. She just looked well. She looks kick ass too. It's a typical Baroness. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, we get the we get the Baroness with the glasses and the, the leather outfit she with the cobra on her chest. Yeah, she yeah. Look, she looks like she's walking in, going, "I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum." Yeah, so nice. <laughs> From there, uh, they actually get a call. And they're told that the mission's over. It's actually been canceled. Just as they defeat everybody, they're like, yeah, you got to leave there. So then we see Cobra Commander's actually outside the ba- uh, their base, and he's testing out some new battle armor, flying around it and everything else. And he's taking out some bats to try it out. And then uh, arriving back at the base, Billy actually attacks Cobra Commander for canceling the mission. And Cobra he's Commander, got daddy issues. Yeah. Like, this Cobra, whole book, Billy's got daddy issues. <laughs> and Cobra Commander's like, let's put him back into the brainwave scanner. Yeah. Billy's been brainwashed, basically. Yeah, to, and to this be is, to be a Cobra agent. Yeah, the, the brain the brain uh, scanner here. It's actually Doctor Venom. Doctor Venom. Yeah, which he uh, who had created it, and Doctor Venom was actually killed in the old Marvel run. Yeah. So, but they want to use this scanner to reprogram Billy again. I guess it's been used several times on him. Yeah, the brainwave scanner goes back to old old GI Joe Marvel right. stuff. So that's that's classic. They bring it back here, and it's classic that they mentioned Doctor Venom again because. Yeah. Awesome. So then we find out that the Baroness uh, has actually had uh, the machine used on her once before. In the it past. has, yeah. Yeah. So then Dr. Mindbender comes over and tells Destro that there's he's actually found this Trojan horse thing inside the brainwave scanner programming, and he doesn't know what, what it'll do. So they actually decide, decide together that they're going to keep this info from Cobra Commander. But just as they decide that, we find out that Zartan was disguising himself, and Storm Shadow, who was kind of hiding overhear this whole conversation and they find it very interesting uh and they know that each other was overhearing it so cobra commander then orders for all their sleeper agents to suddenly be awakened and activated so all of a sudden you see this guy in his home uh with his wife all of a sudden they get he, a get, phone he call, gets yeah. a phone call and it's like wakey wakey eggs and bacon so yeah <laughs> and uh they have to, and he actually goes to his closet opens up this hidden compartment in his closet and he's got like a crimson guard yeah yeah Springfield. He wakes all yeah. the Crimson Guards up because they're they're living a normal little suburban life in Springfield, and the message is "Rise and shine, time for all sleepy heads to wake up." That's right, and that's the message. And he goes to his closet in the back, and in the back is a secret compartment where he's now a Crimson Guard. And we see like all over Washington, all over Springfield, all these telephones are all ringing, telephones are ringing, and it's the same message. Yeah, and they're they're all programmed to once they hear that message to go get their outfit, yeah. get on, and. and- it's time for battle. And by far, art-wise, story-wise, just a full issue-wise, this was the best comic book that came out of Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, oh yeah. By far. By far. So, all right, going into uh, 156. Yes. Martial law is actually in place now, and Cobra is actually organizing it and running it. Uh, and they've actually put out there that the Joes are actually wanted terrorists. Right. Uh, false propaganda. Exactly. 
So we come across Duke, who's hearing all this going on, and he's actually stopped at a checkpoint by some Cobra yeah. grunts. My, my favorite part is they have the Cobra soldier in full gear with his gun, helping kids across the street. <laughs> right. That's awesome. So they call this thing in and find uh, about Duke. They call in his like license plate, and he makes Duke makes a phone call back to General Hawk's uh, office. Office, yeah. And but there's nobody there. There's this uh, Cobra agent that picks up the phone. And Duke hangs up right away. Yeah. So now the jig is up, and Duke, they get tracing. And yeah. Duke's got to make a run for it, and the Cobra grunts are are uh, chasing him down, but he actually takes them all out. Right. So after he takes them all out, he actually uh, starts uh, gets in touch with General Hawk, and General Hawk's like, "It's time to bring everyone in." So they start making all these phone calls out, like all these phone calls are going out saying to bring everyone in, but there was a few people that didn't they couldn't get in touch with, which were Mainframe, Stalker, and Roadblock. So and I like how he's like he takes it out. He puts new plates on the truck, spray yep. painted a different color from white to black. So yeah, so he can't be really tracked cool. yeah. anymore. Uh, so then we actually see Roadblock chopping up some meat. Oh, this is killer in a kitchen, and he's we can tell he's actually ending a call with Duke because a couple guys come in and they're looking for uh, a Mister Hinton, yeah, which is Roadblock, M- Marvin Hinton, yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, he's like, yeah, guys, I can't really hear what you're saying. Can you come a little closer. He says, oh, by the way. Uh, the holsters that are under your jacket and the cobra symbol on your lapel, you may have wanted to hide that before it, you got this close. gives you away. And he's like, maybe you also should have shot me from a distance when you had the chance, because now all of a sudden he's got these cleavers. <laughs> he just cuts them. He just takes them out. Well, you, you, it's you, not seen, It's not but, shown, yeah. but it's assumed. Thunk. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we actually see Mainframe gets a call, uh, same type of call Roadblock was, and then he's attacked also, but he takes out the Cobra agents as well. And then he actually uses some satellites to try to alert Stalker. And just as he gets in touch with Stalker to let him know, shot Stalker's uh, spotter, because Stalker's a sniper right now, and his spotter uh, is actually shot in the head just as he's told this. Yeah. So then Stalker actually takes out the Cobra sniper's spotter, yeah. basically getting even with him. So then we actually see Duke and Scarlet... They meet up with each other to go get Snake Eyes, and some ninjas attack them, and they take them out, and they find out that Snake Eyes' cabin is actually on fire, and there's some more ninjas there. They take them out. Yeah, these are these are the hand ninjas. Right. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are. They are, yeah. yeah. Um, so then they actually follow this little trail, and they actually find Snake Eyes has just taken out a bunch of these ninjas, and it's just some sweet action shots there. Yeah, and it almost looks like he's on fire. Yeah, and there's and he goes. they go, well, there's one more. Who's taking care of that? And here it's Timber. Yeah, Timber, yeah. So uh, then we go back to Stalker, and the Cobra Sniper sneaks up behind him and just starts blasting at his cover. Yeah. And it, the, That's where the book ends. issue number 156 ends there. So now going into 157, which I don't have notes on, but we'll go through it real quick here. The Cobra Sniper is shooting at the stuff, but then all of a sudden we find out that Stalker's not, under, not He's under not there, there, yeah. And he just pummels the guy from behind and starts beating him up and the Cobra agent's like I love the, these lines he's like the Cobra agent's like I'll wipe the smirk off your face and he goes oh I'm quaking in my boots he goes you're gonna brutally tear the skin off my knuckles with your face or you're yeah. gonna beat uh, the soles of my feet black and blue with your nose yeah. and he just kind of beats the crap out of him yeah, and then my fist with your face exactly then we have uh, Destro actually coming in to a room and he's actually seeing Baroness and Billy are kind of fighting with each other and he's kind of watching like he kind of feels like maybe there's something going on but he just sees that they're just sparring 
Uh, so then he kind of leaves the room. We see Snake Eyes, or I'm not sorry, Storm, Storm Shadow. Shadow. Yeah. Storm Shadow shows up at the cabin where Snake Eyes was mm-hmm. and sees that there was this battle that went on and that all the guys were taken out. And this was, you know, he knows that Snake Eyes was no, or, no ordinary guy that was taken out and he lets his people know that. Then we see uh, Rock and Roll. This is great. Who looks sort of like Chuckles. He does look With like the Hawaiian Chuckles. shirt on. Yeah, he does look a little bit like Chuckles. He's getting chased down. He's like, excuse me, he leaps over this bench with these people sitting there. And all of a sudden there's this blast uh, of fire that hits between the people also. And it's the Cobra agents chasing down Rock and Roll. Right. And Rock and Roll just keeps escaping. He finds uh, a little stash that he put away of a gun. Yeah, and I and like the truck that's chasing. It looks like the one from the uh, Rise of Cobra. Rise of Cobra movie, yeah. Yeah, the, the one that the Baroness is yeah. that flips over. In a Paris pursuit scene. Yep. So it looks like that truck actually made it into the comic book. And he tosses, like, a grenade into that truck and yeah. blows it up. It's gone. And all of a sudden, this <laughs> cop car shows up, and someone says, rock and roll. And he's like, who's calling my name? And here, it's uh, General Hawk. Yeah. And he's like, General Hawk, sir. And he's like, uh, there's, there's no, you can just call me, you can just call me Hawk. There's no more general anymore. And Rock and Roll pulls out his big gun that he's been hiding away and just starts blasting right. uh, Cobra away. Now, I'm curious to see... At this point, when I saw this, that it was Hawk, I was like, well, they ended, Hawk was in a wheelchair. Oh, okay. So, so don't, we don't know how. I don't know if he's yeah. got a wheelchair car, or right. if he's, you know, Something's going walk on. now, yeah. or what the hell's going on. Um, so then we see Billy and the Baroness fighting some more, and Destro just kind of walks away from it. Uh, he's like, they're just sparring. But it kind of seems like there's something going on between Billy and the Baroness. Yeah, so. yeah. Touchy-feely. That's right. So then we see uh, Duke and Scarlet kind of driving past this Cobra checkpoint. Yeah, with a hiss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have a hiss just right there. And uh, basically, it looks like they're checking immigrant papers and stuff like that. Yeah. But they, the Cobra agents don't care about if they're like illegal immigrants or not. Or something, yeah. yeah, they're not Border Patrol. They don't care. They're just looking for Joes. Right. So they're going to just let all the people go. But here, there's these local guys that show up. They're like, screw that. You're not letting illegals into our country. Right, right. And stuff like that. You get a bunch of good old boys. Yeah. So Duke and Scarlet are like, this is not our fight. Let's just drive yeah, away. This ain't going to be good. But then they see that basically everyone's going to die by these good old boys. Yeah. So they decide, you know what, let's do it. They go back, and Snake Eyes pops out of the back of the truck yeah. and just slices all the guy's guns. Yeah, the sword, sweet. yeah. And then they basically take out all these guys and the and when he takes him out, he kills him, and there's blood. Yeah. Oh, this is an blood. adult comic. Yeah, there, very there's, much there's, so. There's a lot of killing and a lot of blood and a lot of action. Yeah. Which is what I've been waiting for. Right. I mean, these the GI Joe, a real American hero, right now is my favorite comic. Yeah, it's it's very because good. The action is intense. It's it's Larry Hama. Yeah. It's good at his best. It's good. Um. So basically, uh, you know the. The illegals, you know, thank them for saving them and everything else. And the two Cobra agents... And the Joes have them deported. Yeah. And the two Cobra agents are just like, you know what? Basically, Duke says to them, like, you know what? We just saved your ass. Uh, We weren't here. Yeah, you didn't see us. And the Cobra agents uh, get a call, and they're asked, you know, has anyone passed through there? And they're like, negative. It closes, actually, with uh, Storm Shadow showing up in a suit. Yeah. And he checks out the treads and everything else, and he goes, Snake Eyes was here. And he's like, we have him now. Yeah, to be continued. To be continued. Love it. So It's a good book. Yeah, absolutely. I would recommend picking that one up, the, the G.I. Joe, the Real American Hero. Oh, my God. That's, that's a good read, guys. It's amazing. And the art is incredible. It's good stuff. So that's all our issues. We have time now to kind of go into our toy review next. Yeah. Let's go ahead let's and jump into that. that. Uh, we're going to go into our uh, Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Grip. Grip. 
Chuck, well, we got a couple of uh, special items here. Yeah, uh, the first one here is actually one of those toys that Rock actually sent us. It's the Star Wars Chewbacca toy that he sent us with the uh, C-3PO head that plugs in the back and glows. Yep. And just like, uh, want to so give fair warning, just like we do with Starfighter, Rock, we're, any complaints we have are not going to be about you sending us the figure. It's about the figure itself because we want to give an honest toy review. It's, it's on Hasbro, not on you, buddy. Right, exactly. So so this is the actual one from the second movie that the, in the original trilogy, which was Empire Strikes Back. Right. So this is the Chewbacca here when he actually puts the uh, backpack on his back and takes the C-3PO pieces that were yep. mangled and destroyed by the Stormtroopers, and he's carrying it back to the Falcon. With a little, like, netting type thing, so... Right. So what we're looking at here, as far as articulation goes on Chewbacca, he, his head does move a little bit at the neck. It's got pretty good articulation for a Chewbacca. Yeah. The arms at the shoulders are articulated, could do a 360. He's got a little bit of above the elbow, because his yeah. elbows are bent. That's a weird articulation. That's a weird yeah bicep you know, yeah. here. And he's got wrist action, so his wrist will spin. And not the elbow itself, but right above the elbow. It just twists. It just twists, yeah. And then we have the the leg articulation at the hip. It can just swing backward and forth like he's sitting down. And that's it. Yep. No knee articulation, no elbow articulation, no waist articulation. But it's a sweet-ass looking figure. It's a very sweet looking figure. The only problem I don't like about it is that elbow. They're stuck in like yeah. Mr. Roboto mode. Yeah. Can, he, he looks like he could be a little angel flying. A flying <laughs> nun or something, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and it comes with a pack that holds the C-3PO, the netting. Right. And we have the torso here and the head itself... If it actually plugs in to the back, it, its eyes light up and the back chest plate lights up, which, which is really is very sweet. sweet. That's very. Yeah, it cool. looks like a very good, you know, damaged C three PO. I love the fact that it it lights up like that. But the other part here, it's just the other limbs that he has, the shins and legs and arms. And it's it's all one, one mangled. It's all one unit piece of plastic. Yeah. It's, and it's kind of a downer on that that they're not, you know, individually. But I mean, I guess you would lose it, but yeah. They worked it out of one piece of plastic. Yeah, it would have been cool because when the original Kenner series came out, they came out with a C-3PO that fell apart. Fell apart, but you yeah. Could, but put, you them back together. put them back together. Yeah. Where this one's just kind of yeah. two big pieces of plastic and a head that pops on there, which is still cool because it lights up. Lights up, yeah. But, and the wires are all colored different, so you can tell he's been torn apart. Yeah. And he does come with a blaster. Chewbacca comes with a blaster. But he really can't fucking hold it. <laughs> well, he's got to put that in his hand. He doesn't yeah. really hold it well. kind of falls out. Didn't fall out for me. Anyway. <laughs> well, and the thing is, too, it's a blaster of a stormtrooper. It's not his it's typical not his, blaster. It's not his like crossbow thing, right? Yeah. And the reason why is because in that scene, he—that's what he had. He had that. He had to steal a, a stormtrooper uh, blaster. So, I mean, as far as looks go, it's one of the better looking Chewbacca's, I think. Yeah, if you're putting it on a shelf to just be kind of like a statue type figure, right? It, it looks awesome. He's got the the satchel and the pouch and everything. He's got that his little ammo. Yeah. You know, belt thing. But as far as, you know, playability, I mean, the articulation, very limited, kind of yeah. kind of brings it down a couple of pegs. Especially with the C-3PO, I mean, that's that's really nothing but a, a light at this point if you wanted to play with it. I mean, having it in his back and, like you said, posing on a shelf is better for this. Yeah. As opposed to playability with this thing, there there really is none. I mean, no. But the Chewbacca's sweet. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, we do thank you again, Rock, for yeah, sending that. It's, it's, very, a, it's an awesome figure. Very good, yeah. But, yeah, there. I mean, there's just some negative points to it. And, again, nothing against Rock for sending it. Yeah, it's fucking Hasbro. We, we loved receiving it, so. Yeah. 
going into the my special figure, uh, which was which was the Batman Arkham Asylum Battle Damage from San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, this was an exclusive from San Diego Comic Con. Right. It's the uh, if you're familiar with the Batman Arkham Asylum video game, right. it's the figure that came which out, which is the best comic book video game ever. Now you've played the game and I have not, so this yes. is going to be a good review yeah. of someone who's played the game. What it looks like to someone who hasn't played it, yeah. just seeing it as a toy. And basically, what happens in the game, which is what makes it such a great figure, is in the game you start off clean as Batman and your costumes all together, nice and shiny. But suit. as the game progresses, as far as the story and everything else, and as you move along. He gets cuts on him, he gets beat up, he gets bruises, Scrapes, he gets dirty. Yeah. Damaged. Yeah, he gets damaged. And this figure's a great representation of that. Because this is the figure after he gets his ass kicked a couple times. Right, you? exactly. Now, he does come with a stand also that you can... Right, just a plain stand. which it's a he, round base stand that you can peg into the bottom yep. of his foot. And the, here's the things I love. He's got plenty of articulation. His, his He's got the elbow bending, but he also has like a forearm rotation. Swivel forearm, yeah. Swivel forearm for both arms. His head has some awesome movement. It can look down. It can look up. It looks left and right. Yeah. Uh, you got leg it movement. Looks like his head's on a ball joint. Yeah. You got leg movement just forward and back. No s- spreading out or anything yeah. like that. You got bending at the knees, and you got rotation at, at the, the top of the, the shin. Yeah. yeah. Top of the boot there. He's got a black cape, but he's got navy blue cowl and navy blue gloves. Is it black? I thought it was the blue. Cape, no, the cape is black. Oh, it is black. Shit. Yeah, the cape is black. But I like the combination there. It, it does look good. And the cape... There's is, just enough blue on the figure to where it comes out to where it almost looks blue. Yeah. And the cape actually has a couple cuts in the back of, of it. And, tears, and a big yeah. chunk taken out of the back because, again, it's the battle damage. Yeah, it's, it's plastic. It's, it's yeah. all plastic. It's though. all a rubbery plastic. And it's supposed to look like that. It's supposed to look like it's been beat up and cut up. The cape is. And yeah. then on the front of his chest, he has a little slash where you can see his skin underneath. On his one arm, he's got a couple slashes. On the bicep, his, on the leg. Yeah, yeah, his right leg, he's got a couple. He's got a slash there. His boots are dirty. There's like some dirt you know, spots on there. His face is all dirty. Yeah, it doesn't. It, I'm interested to see what the, he looks like. He's been in a fight. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the regular figure figure looks like to see if his face is actually dirty or if it's that that's just the painting job they did. I think it's actually meant to be dirty looking like that. I think so too. Now, seeing this figure, I've seen this one you showed me before the actual review here, right? And seeing this figure made me want to buy the original, the the one that's the gonna one that's going to come out the regular. Yeah, one. the regular one's coming out in January. Uh, of 2011, and it's just going to be a sweet addition. Yeah, again, um, these these are going to come out in January, guys, so there's there's a long yeah. time before these are going to come out. Yeah, but. but be ready for them because the Batman figure, as if it's anything like this one, which it will be, yeah. is just going to be one you want to have in your collection. It's probably my, this one so far is my favorite Batman figure that I own. And in that first wave, we're going to have the original Batman uh, we're going to have uh, Har- uh, we're going to have Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn yeah, w- with a little bit of a sexy outfit. Yeah, she's the outfit that she wore in the yeah, game. In the game, you're going to have the Joker. You have the Joker with a Scarface puppet. Yeah, yeah, because he uses that in the game. And there's one. Other and there's going to be Scarecrow. Scarecrow. And it's a different looking Scarecrow than the one you've seen in the comics. Yeah. This guy's got kind of like needles for fingers and everything else because that relates to the game. Yeah. There's this whole thing where Batman kind of gets the Scarecrow venom stuff in him. And he has to battle Scarecrow, but Scarecrow's kind of this monstrous demon dream type creature. Yeah, it's going to look how he looked in the game. Yeah, if you're familiar with it's the game, it's going to look awesome. Now, for someone that has not played, I played the demo of the game. I'll be honest, with you, I yeah. played that, but I've never played the game other than the demo. And this this figure, like you said, it's awesome. Yeah, I played the game to completion. It's 
amazing game. I can't wait for the second one to come out, which is coming out this year. Yeah, like you said, it, it makes me want to... I, I yeah. made me order that other figure. Yeah, it's an awesome figure. Like I said, it's my favorite Batman figure that I own right now. Yeah, I, mine was the uh, DC uh, Classics, DC Universe Classics right. figure, the Batman, but this one... If it's anything like this figure, and yeah. I've seen mine, what it looks like. Mine was, mine was the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths Batman. Yeah. That was my favorite one that I owned as far as a figure goes. This one far blows that one up. Yeah, and it's a, a nice solid figure. Just oh, kind yeah. Of chunky. It's hefty. Yeah. And so if you wanted to get it for your kids in January when it's in the stores, the yeah. regular one when it's in the stores, um, the Battle Damage one will cost you a little bit to find Yeah, because that's an exclusive right. one. But the if, other one will be just great. It'll just be a regular one. 17 to 20 bucks, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's probably a Batman figure that your kid is going to be able to play with forever. Yeah, it, it it's looks solid. really hefty. It's solid. It's solid. So. It's not brittle or it's not going to yeah. break or nothing. So uh, we're going to close the show with uh, a top five list. I figure we'll just do one top five list. We had two ready to go, but I'm thinking the well, one... let's do two. Okay. We're close. They're, okay. They're good. They're good. All right, for time reasons, I was thinking we'd just do one, but let's go ahead and do oh, two. Yeah, we got two. Okay, right, let's do... All right, uh, let's go ahead into our Battle Files. Battle Files. All right, so we got uh, two two top five lists. Yeah, what we have here is uh, top five hookups that should not happen that ever. Should, should never happen. Never happen. And we have top five uh, breakfast cereals from the 80s. From the 80s. Ones that we grew up eating. Right. Not necessarily ones that came out in the 80s, but ones that we grew up eating in the 80s. Well, I actually excluded one because it came out in 1971. Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't exclude any. I did. Well, let's do the hookups that should never happen because that's going to be kind of funny. Well, I think we should say that for last for that reason. Okay. So let's fine. go into the cereals. All right. uh, why don't you start with your number five? All right. And I found a lot of these. If you guys want to check this website out, it's called MrBreakfast.com. Yeah. com. Yep. It gives you a little background on your favorite cereals. Uh, some you may remember. Some you may jog your memory. Some you may not. But uh, number five for me was going to be uh, another cereal, but I, I put on here, I put the strawberry shortcake cereal, which was a girl cereal. Wow. But I had a sister growing up. Okay. It's from 1982. It was little pink puffs, and the, the tagline was, artificially flavored strawberry frosted corn cereal. <laughs> Again, artificially strawberry flavored frosted corn cereal. Strawberry shortcake cereal. This cereal was so friggin' pink that when you put it into milk, you had strawberry quick. Yeah, it was. It turned your milk instantly pink. My sister, it was good cereal. My sister had little it. round pink ball. I just couldn't bring myself to eat it. Oh, I did, dude. It, it <laughs> fucking smelled phenomenal. It smelled like strawberries. It tastes like strawberries. I like strawberries. It's a good cereal. And you like strawberry shortcake? <laughs> no, but it's a good cereal. You don't like strawberry shortcakes? Well, yeah, the the dessert. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, I was going to put Frankenberry, but it came again. It came out in seventy one. Sure. And for the marshmallows in Frankenberry, I didn't really like the marshmallows. I would kind of put them back in a box. The interesting thing with the Frankenberry cereal yeah. is it was that was so pink that it would turn kids' stools pink. Like yeah. when the kid took so a, did, when yeah. the kid took a dump, it turned their poop pink. <laughs> and I would put the marshmallows back in the box because I really didn't like the marshmallows. Oh, I love They're kind of chalky. I love marshmallows. They, I like regular marshmallows. These were kind of chalky, so I'm like, well, I didn't really eat the entire cereal. I ate the cereal part, but the marshmallow I put back in the box. But this is very similar to it, so that's why I made number five. My number five was uh, the Teddy Graham cereal. Okay. Which was... Was that the 80s or 90s? I, I don't know when it... It was definitely... All right, as a kid. I, I ate it as a kid in the 80s. <laughs> uh, it was actually introduced... Teddy Grahams actually came out in 88. Okay, made it. So uh, it was created by Nabisco, and they had all different kinds. There was like the chocolate chip, the honey, the cinnamon flavors. They had graham crackers. Well, basically all the cereal was was mini versions oh, of the, the graham cookie, crackers. The graham crackers covered in honey. Right. And they what were... kids not going to like that? They were delicious. Yeah. Uh, number four for me is actually C-3PO's. 
Okay. Uh, made by Kellogg's, 1984. It's honey sweetened cereal shaped like the number eight. Okay. Uh, and actually, the back of the box, it actually had Star Wars masks on it you could cut out. Okay. A C-3PO mask, a Luke Skywalker mask, a Stormtrooper mask, stuff yep. like that. So it was actually a really good cereal. Uh, I liked Star Wars, the movies, so naturally I gravitated toward that. Gotcha. My number four for me was a cereal that came out well before the 80s, but I ate it in the 80s. That's what I followed as far as my criteria of which ones I enjoyed in the 80s. Uh, was Alphabet, Cere- Alphabet Cereal. I fucking hate that. I loved Alphabet Cereal. Oh my god. Um, well, I again, loved- I don't like the marshmallows. Well, this the original kind didn't have marshmallows. Didn't have, yeah, but marshmallows I didn't really did, like Alphabet The marshmallows actually didn't come into effect until 1990. I didn't like that. But the original cereal came out in 1958. Wow. So, but they had all different kinds, and I just loved the regular plain old alphabets, the frosted... Bits. It's just shaped like letters. Shaped like letters. I yeah. like to spell things out in my cereal. <laughs> Geek. All right. <laughs> Number three for me is actually the uh, actual G.I. Joe cereal, which is actually produced by uh, Ralston, which is actually a okay. company of Purina. Okay. The dog food maker. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. Uh, G.I. Joe... Actually, I, got a pure, I got a Purina cereal. I got a couple, yeah. <laughs> uh, G.I. Joe cereal had three different boxes. It had a dupe box, a gung-ho box, and a shipwreck box. Okay. And it was star-shaped cereal, which, action stars. Which one did you always want to get? Oh, I, I remember getting them all. Okay. I, I do. <laughs> Shipwreck, uh, gung-ho. It was 1985. And actually, at the back of one of the boxes was you could actually mail away for a Starfighter action figure from G.I. Joe. Oh, okay. And I actually had that figure. My mom actually mailed away and got it for me, and I didn't even know about it. That's cool. Uh, and she surprised me by giving it to me for Christmas. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? I've never even seen this right. guy before. I didn't know who he was. And I didn't look at the back of the box because I didn't really read the box of cereal as a right. kid like I do now, like a right. jackass. <laughs> but I didn't know who he was, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's a new G.I. Joe. And I'm like, I didn't even see this guy in the store. Santa? <laughs> Is he? What? Santa made him. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything. All right, so uh, number three for me was Count Chocula. Again, one of the monster cereals. Yeah, one of the monster yeah. cereals. I absolutely loved Count Chocula. I was more. I like the chocolatey marshmallows. I like the chocolatey cereal. I like the fact that it made my milk chocolate. Yeah. So that's why I liked it. Yeah. Uh, number two for me is actually the Nintendo cereal. It came out in 1988. Again, made by Ralston Purina. Uh, it actually was two little cereal bags in a box. You had the Super Mario Brothers, which was kind of a fruity cereal. You had the Legend of Zelda cereal. Yep, which I remember that. I really don't remember what it tastes like. It's kind of. I don't remember the Legend of Zelda. Bland. I remember the Super Mario the little one. boomerangs and stuff. Yeah, but I remember- Mario had like. Little mushrooms and goombas and stuff. I, I feel like it was the, fruity. I feel like Super Mario one was fruity. I feel like the Legend of Zelda one was kind of like a corn pops type thing or yeah. like a Captain Crunch or style kicks or something. Yeah, yeah. But it had two different cereals in a box, so you could pick and choose. And it was yep. fucking in 1988. Nintendo came out in 80, 85. That's pretty much what I was doing was Nintendo right. and video games. And to have Mario and Zelda, both games I really love, made number one and number two on my list. Right. Why the hell am I not going to eat this cereal? <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Uh, my number two was Cookie Crisp. Ooh, yeah. Uh, also made by Purina. So they were giving us dog food. Uh, Which I loved. I ate with yeah. a spoon. Yeah. Uh, their first mascot was this guy named Jarvis, and he was a uh, the wizard. wizard. Yeah. And then they did the Cookie Crook. The Crook, yeah. And then they had the dog later. Um, I think the Cookie Crook is what we grew up on. Yeah, that's now. what we yeah. grew up with. I loved it. I, the cookies and milk. Chocolate chip cookies, cookies and for milk. breakfast? Come give on. it to me. Yeah, yeah. kid's not going to like that. Exactly. Uh, number one for me is actually uh, Smurfberry Crunch. Okay. I was a big fan of the You're Smurfs. You're big about the berry stuff. Yeah. You like the fruity I stuff. like the fruity stuff, which yeah. is, wow. <laughs> I should point that out to the world. But Smurfberry Crunch, their, their tagline is, breakfast has never been the same since the Smurfs had their own cereal. 
Okay. Awesome cereal here. There's two different kinds of this cereal, actually, in the 80s. We had Smurf Berry Crunch and Smurf Magic Berries. And that one had marshmallows in it, and I didn't like that one. Okay. Because of the marshmallows. Man, you don't like the marshmallow cereal. It's, those marshmallows in the cereal are not regular marshmallows that you get in, like, hot chocolate. They're chalky. They're good. They're chalky. They're I don't yummy. like them. It's made by Post. Right. And Smurf Berry Crunch, it had the, the red and the blue little Smurf berries in it. Mm-hmm. It was a great cereal. It came out right at the time when I was a kid when the Smurfs were huge on TV. Sure. I loved the Smurfs. Okay. It was a great cereal. Um, I would buy it today if they made it. My number one was a very obscure one that maybe a lot of people don't remember, but I loved it. It was banana flavored frosted flakes. It was I seem to remember that. They had it was they had Tony the Tiger on the cover of it wearing like this uh, straw hat and carrying a bushel of bananas. Bananas, yeah. And it was a yellow box and uh, it had natural banana flavored sugar frosted flakes of corn with real banana bits on them. Yeah. Which I think is part of the reason I liked it. It was a short-lived cereal idea. It was from 1981 to 1984 is all it lasted for. It was three years. Wow. And it just kind of went off the market because there was little appeal for it. I personally loved it. So Find some on eBay. Yeah. I don't know if you'd eat it. I don't think I'd eat it. <laughs> I would try. All right. Uh, now going into our top five hookups that should never happen. Okay. I'll, I'll go first. This is pretty good. Okay. Uh, number five, I have uh, actually Chitara and Mumra. Okay. These two should never hook up. <laughs> Chitara's hot. Mumra is old and decrepit. Well, which Mumra? Mumra the Ever Living. No, by meant well, like, yeah. well, which version? Which form? Either one. It doesn't matter. But the one's kind of muscular and everything else. The other <coughs> good, one's... bad. The other one's... It blows the whole Thundercats <laughs> things out of the water. Chitara should not hook up with Mumra. All right. My number five was Zarana and Xandar. They're brother and sister. They're brother and sister. They should never hook up. They should never hook up. But at the same time, they're my number five because they're kind of hillbillies. <laughs> I know they're Australian or whatever the hell they yeah. are. But... They're, they kind of act like hillbillies, so maybe it would happen. Gross. <laughs> but it shouldn't happen. It should never happen, yeah. My number four is actually uh, Cobra Commander and Scarlet. Okay. That should never hook up. <laughs> that should never happen. Now, I know Scarlet has been linked to Duke in the cartoons right. and Snake Eyes in the comic books, so right. what the hell? Spread her around a little more. Give her to Cobra <laughs> Commander, right? No, it should not happen. She's the slut of G.I. Joe. Which, that's why I love her. <laughs> but it should never happen. You can't have the... Top heroine or one of the top right. heroines in G.I. Joe go with the main bad guy. Um, can't happen. My number four is Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat. Yeah, that should never happen. Brother and sister again. Yeah, you should, got this whole Oedipus yeah. thing going well, they, on. Well, they should never happen. Should never happen, yeah. <laughs> but they're number four for a reason. Well, number one, that should never happen because not only they're brother and sister, but they're kind of like these preteens. I got a lot of taboo. I don't need, to, there, I don't don't need to see this going on. But. They're well, number, I don't know. They're number, really legal. Yeah. I mean, come on. There's a magazine, four, right? They're number four for a reason because if you read if you read the Wildstorm issues of The Return, yeah. Wiley Kit looks is an adult at that point. With her prisoner by Mumra. Yeah, and yeah. she's hot. Yeah. So We're going to cover those soon. I can kind of understand why Wiley Cat might like her. Why not? <laughs> so, anyways, you're number three. Number three is actually, now hear me out on this. Skeletor and the Sorceress. Okay. This should never happen for this reason alone. It throws off the whole balance. <laughs> yeah, because Skeletor would actually move out of Snake Mountain, move into Castle Grayskull to be with the Sorceress, and now he's got the secrets. Right. So He-Man or, can't do nothing because He-Man, we're going to go into our house <laughs> and uh, we're going to shut the door on you. Maybe the Sorceress, though, would want to move to Snake Mountain because she No, likes, no, no. This she is likes, the whole reason. But maybe she likes the big snake. Of course she does. <laughs> this is the whole reason he hooks up with her. Right. He dupes her into making her love him. 
and he moves into Castle Grayskull to get the secrets that way instead of just trying to kill her. Right. <laughs> I'll make you fall in love with me. I'll get the secrets. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Right. Should never happen. My number three is a very interesting one. It's Voltron and a Robo-Beast. Oh, Jesus. Should never happen. Yeah. Uh, giant metal robot and some big deformed Godzilla-type monster yeah. hooking up. <coughs> nothing good can come out of that. Robots have junk? They might. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing good came out of that. Uh, number two for me is actually uh, Darth Vader and Princess Leia. <laughs> Father and daughter. Father and daughter. <laughs> they don't know. They, they kind of should do. never happen. They kind of do. Well, they're told. <laughs> but like in A New Hope, right. they don't know. Right. Should never happen. <laughs> A lot of bad could come of this. Retarded children should never happen. My number two is kind of similar along the same thought lines. Luke and Leia. Ooh, okay, yeah. Should never happen. You got a lot of brother-sister. Brother-sister should not happen. Now, that's, that's real life you have a sister. I don't. And I don't think it should ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just that, that's, that's, no, that's the message I'm saying in this, is that brothers and sisters should never hook up. <laughs> yeah, true. I agree. I'm not going to... Del- my, my sister is a wonderful person, but... I would never find her attractive. Right. She's my sister. <laughs> right. I get that. Okay. Um, but here's the thing with Luke and, and Leia. The reason why they're not number one, which I think a lot of people are probably people are crying out right now, how could they not be number one? They're not number one because they kind of did hook up. <laughs> yeah, in a new hope, she kind of kissed him. <laughs> so, so I can't put them number one because I can't say it should never happen because it kind of already did. <laughs> yeah. Ew, gross. So, anyways. <laughs> uh, number one for me, you're going to enjoy this one. It's... Uh, Snarf and Orko. <laughs> they should never hook up because the offspring of this relationship would could destroy not, cartoons forever. Could not be good. <laughs> yeah, Orko and Snarf should never happen. Yeah. My number one... Not even in imagination. <laughs> my, my number one is, again, a unique one. Uh, Spike and RC. Yeah. Spike, Witwicky, and RC. Kind of messy. Yeah. Spike's going to get pummeled. He's going to die. <laughs> So that's our uh, top five list of hookups that should never happen and our cereals. So on this thread, feel free to tell us your favorite cereals or tell us hookups you think should never happen ever. Right. Ever. Uh, we will in the future have hookups that should happen, hookups, the best hookups that have happened, yeah. that type of stuff. We might save stuff like that for Valentine's Day or something like Romantic that. Romantic interview, yeah. yeah. Uh, but these are the hookups that should never happen. Never so happen. Tell us about what you think. Uh, with that, contact information. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw out our contact information. We're going to go ahead and close like the show two here. Two-hour episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to uh, give you all our contact information. You can find us at uh, starjoes.com. <laughs> there you can also find a link to our fan page on Facebook. We've added a few new people, yeah, so thank you. We're at 54? 53, 54, yeah. something like that. Thanks, guys. So thank you. Also, you can, forums. you can find the forums, which is the comicforums.com. You can scroll down and find the Star Joes threads there, the forum for us. Or you can just click on the link that's on the starjoes.com page. It'll take you right there. Uh, you can also contact contact us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com, which is our email address. And again, for the contest, you just want to put subject line, episode 11, and... I'm the winner. I want, you know, I want the Joe Discs. Yeah, something along something those lines. Along those lines I want too. it. So Give uh, it to me. Give it to me, Ryan. Yes, hard daddy. <laughs> give it to me. So whoever the first person is is going to win the third disc. The two yeah. people that have already entered, you won. You're, you won. I'll be contacting you for your address to send you the discs. And then yeah, follow uh, us on uh, OU812's Adventures on Twitter. Twitter, uh, which is on Facebook. Which is Star Joe's Podcast, at Star Joe's Podcast on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you can, iTunes, we're there. iTunes, you can, uh, please leave us a review there. We haven't had one for quite a while, so please leave us a review. Uh, but And find us on the forums. We're on there every day. So uh, Yeah, just... 
bullshitting back and forth with each other. That's right. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and close the show. Hopefully, it won't be as long till the next one. Yeah, we had some uh, long time in between, but we'll, yeah. we'll get another one out. Please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with that, we'll say uh, the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. Later. You might let in poisonous gases. Stuff something under the door. And stay low. That way you avoid the heat and gases that rise upward. Remember, if a fire breaks out in your home, always test the door first. If it's hot, find another exit or yell for help. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe!